Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, hello. Hi. Practicing my deep voice for the band next week. Oh, is that what you're doing? Singing the sexy voice for our set. Oh. It's going to be good. That's interesting. It'll be very good. What are you doing? Johnny Cash covers? It's all Johnny Cash, all day. <laughs> all night, all day. Yeah, we had band practice today. Yeah, we Ooh. did. This one time at band practice, JP played a pretty good bass. I sucked. I fucked yeah. up a couple times, man. Shut the fuck up. It was fine. And Nobody I don't want to hear your bitching all the way through. I'm not either. bitching. I'm it's not bitching. Fine. Sounded good. Thank you. Everything sounded good. The band's going to be good. No. It's, yeah, it's going to be real good. This time around. You might even remember the lyrics. The term good loosely, right? <laughs> I think we're sounding pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never picked out JP as a musically proficient. Nice. He's getting there. Yeah, I'm all right. I, you know, I can do things. You know, whether he plays it well or not, he looks like a bass player, and I think that's all that matters. That's like, true. He does he have a bass player look. the hell out of yeah. that bass when there you're holding you it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. I get in the groove, man. It's hard not to. You know what I mean? Bevo's lady, I just moved. Thinking about you on the bass. Um, I don't know if that's a compliment. Um, or no. uh, yeah, I was just a baby. I might need a music stand for <laughs> yeah. my for my sheets because uh, you know I want to get it right. Yeah, go pick one up. Hit the guitar center. I don't. Have, I don't have cash for that. Are you kidding me? I'll put on the B and card for a twelve dollar yeah. guitar stand. I'll put on the B and business card. All right. Buy and return it. Yeah, that's <laughs> just need it for one night. That's what that's I do, true, man. Yeah. Half this studio is built on buy and return. This board we're using right there, it's getting returned next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, so uh, the band's going well. We're getting ready, yeah. all geared up for the party. You know, time is short. You can buy your tickets right now by going to bna6.eventbrite.com. And you really only got a couple days left. We are not selling tickets at the door. So, oh, we're not? No. Why not? Why is this? It's a pain in the ass. Go buy your tickets right now. Why do yeah. that? Why wait? Why do it? Go buy them right now, and then we don't have to deal with you at the door. You just, wow. uh, you know, we don't want that long line. Everyone's saying, oh, come on. I just want to get in and get some beer. Get your tickets right now over at bna6.eventbrite.com, and then you, you, you jump right on the bus with your ticket. It's easy. You jump right off the bus. You walk right in. Get your little wristband, your gift bag, your glass, and you start drinking. Drinking. I yeah. got to get drinking. So go buy your tickets right now. Right this moment. Do it. What's up with all the... There's posts in the forum. What can I do? How do I get tickets? Just people posting messages. How can really? I get tickets? Haven't we said the website 50 times on the show? There's an on-tap uh, uh, on the on-tap link isn't working. Uh-oh. People are still what? asking if you can watch BYOB TV online. That's true. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. Google it. Yeah. You can only deliver a message so many times, and then and then if you didn't get it by that time, you're just going to miss the party. Some guy, some guy who lives in San Diego is going to be sitting at his house Wednesday night, not doing anything. He's going to show up on Thursday. He's going to go, there was a BNA6 party last night? That's what's going to happen. Some fucking idiot is not going to pay attention. How come you didn't tell me? Is what he's gonna <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Why did you tell me? All right. Uh, it's all on Facebook. There's links, and there's there's Twitter links, and there's the webpage link, which apparently isn't working. Uh, but just go to uh, bna6.eventbrite.com, and uh, you can get your tickets right now. Um, I think that they actually stopped selling um, Tuesday. Tuesday is the last day to buy them. I don't even think you can buy them on Wednesday because i got to print out the whole list and take it with me and, and do all that. So go get your tickets. It's going to be a good time. What's the brewery count up to, Chad? Oh, man, it's up there. Probably uh, 30, 35. <laughs> 35 breweries. Something like that. Damn. I, do, I picked up a keg from Lagunitas for a special keg of barrel-aged cappuccino stout mm. that uh, Jeremy and, and Don up there oh, yeah. at Lagunitas donated to the cause. Nice. Quite yeah. a few. Oh. A lot of different beers, right? A lot of different beers, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's going to be a good time. Tasty stuff. A lot of stuff from here, uh, a lot of stuff from down there. So, And we got the homebrew nice tent uh, working, too. Tasty's tasting Tasty's room going to be. Room yeah, full yeah. effect. Got the oh, banner yeah. all cleaned up. I wiped it off today. I got it all ready to go. Tasty's pitching yeah. a tent. Great. Yeah. Can't wait to get under that thing. <laughs> big tent, yeah. I saw JP bring over some kegs today. I got uh, two beers. I got my dry-nibbed, oak-aged oatmeal stout. Sweet. Um, yeah. It's tasting really uh, like uh, milk chocolate it's pretty good okay i'm actually pretty, i don't really brag about my beer at all it's pretty good i'm pretty happy with it and then a german alt that's uh all right great yeah uh are you saving one for the hospitality suite yes. and one for bna6 yes one one each will be at hospitality and bna6 oh you have uh, uh, two kegs of each then yeah yeah oh great gallons. yeah that a boy yeah. nice work jp yeah so and i know nate's bringing down a crap load of beer oh yeah got like, some uh ordinary bitter <clears throat> and some mild uh, Citrus Bomb IPA, which we talked about oh, a couple months ago. Beer. Did I have yeah. that one at the Martinez Beer Festival? You did, yep. Oh, that's one hell of a beer. Yeah, that'll be at BNA6 <laughs> and at the Hospitality Suite for okay. the Brewing Network, as well as a couple other IPAs. Great. I'm throwing in on the BNA6 and the, the Hospitality Suite, so look for those. And then you're going to pour on the Doe's uh, panel, too, right? On their that's Hospitality right. Suite? Yep. And right on there. their club night? And on their club night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many kegs of beer are you bringing down? My, my entire keg collection will be in really? San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> in one, in one uh, form or another, I think. Yeah. That's great. Got it right out there. Nate hasn't yeah. been doing anything but brewing beer, apparently, and for some, the last six months. And some extra special uh, sour beer that I blended for 
the uh, the BN. Cool. I think it's going to be at the hospitality suite. We'll see. So Beautiful. folks should look for that there. Yeah. That is awesome. Very nice. Chad, how much beer are you bringing down? Probably just a couple kegs, yeah. a couple fivers. What are you bringing? Keep it a light. Belgian brown, and uh, I might do a little sour blend myself. Really? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Do it, man. We got to save blends. some of that sour for the late night hours in our own suite, yeah. not the hospitality suite. Yeah. We're going to need those palate cleansers at about 1 a.m. We're going to go to the bottle I mean? shop, too, to pick up some of that kind of stuff. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be on that. Tasty, you're bringing down a bunch of beer too, I assume. I'm bringing seven kegs, yeah. Uh, seven kegs. Two each of um, Janet's Brown 1065 and Janet's Brown 1074. Nice. And then uh, two of the Tasty APA and then uh, one of the uh, Arrogant Bastard uh, Clone Attempt number three. Oh, okay. And we're doing that for our live uh, Can You Brew It in yeah. the Hospitality Suite, right? That'll be for the Hospitality Suite. Mitch is already on board with his five, so we're... It's gonna happen. So, so what's gonna what's gonna happen? Mitch is gonna come in and do can you brew it with you guys? Right. And he's gonna bring a fresh keg of arrogant bastard. Yeah, I plan to get it into the cellar with my beer, so there'll be the same temperature. But yeah, basically he's bringing that. Yeah. And then you'll have your clone of arrogant bastard. Right. And we're going to let Mitch be the one to tell us if it's cloned. Is that right? Well, we're gonna go a step further. We're gonna have the audience uh, about fifty people in the audience taste. I've got a balance balance they can fill out. And, you know, we'll kind of kid uh, Mitch a little bit about, like, sure. know, the voting's, like, going against him. Like, it's like his clone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And we're both drinking and going, like, what? These people don't know what they're doing. I oh, know. Just have some fun with it. Uh, well, maybe we can get pushed to build us some kind of graphic. Um, you know, we can have a thermometer going <laughs> the whole show long. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Constant tally. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll see if we can get that going. Yeah. Uh, that'd be fun. Everyone can see what's happening. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea, Tasty. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna enjoy that show. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, even if we don't clone it, it's gonna be fun. Right. <laughs> Try. <it. laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So uh, the National Homebrewers Conference, it's all next week, and I believe it's been sold out for some time. So uh, if you don't have your tickets now, you're not going. Uh, but you can come party with us Wednesday, and then uh, I'm looking forward to it. I got a yeah. lecture to do. Uh, for this year again too, and I'm now excited about that. Also, I got uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean seminar, don't you? Yes, right. seminar. Yeah, Lecture means less. Talk. Like you got something intelligent to say, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. No, <laughs> and mine's hardly. I mean, mine's more of a presentation, I suppose. Yeah, right. But yeah. I'm excited about it. It's called How Not to Brew. And I'm bringing up a bunch of the professional brewers that are there to help me. And the premise is this, that we learn more about brewing from our mistakes uh, sure. than we do from our successes. Oh, I thought you were kidding. And uh, no. Not to brew? Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> I love it. I like uh, it. Listen, what the hell else would they have me come up and talk about? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to bring forward some of my own mistakes. And uh, I think that uh, Dan Gordon is going to join us and talk about uh, some mistakes of his. Matt Brindleson's going to stand up there with me and talk about some epic failures in his brew house that he's learned from. I think John Palmer's going to get up there with me, you know, oh. the uh, author of the other book. Sure. You know, How to Brew, I guess, the people like that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's going to tell us some stories. And Mitch Steele. Now, Mitch Steele sent me a bunch of his uh, brewing faux pas. I was just kind of lo- researching. He could actually stand up there and do my whole presentation. <laughs> He's got some good ones. Sure, he they're so good. I'd laugh in my. He, yeah. I had to choose among like ten of them, and I'm going to talk to him again. He, I might have him do like three or four of them. They're so damn good. I mean, he's got a long brewing career, uh, both with the uh, big brewing companies at Anheuser Busch and then at Stone, and also as a home brewer. So you can just imagine the amount of failures someone will see yeah. in that in a, in a career like oh, that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then JP and Push and I uh, have produced some video dramatizations of the mistakes that we're going to oh, talk oh, about. Oh, oh, reenactments, you're saying? Yes, oh, I which gotcha. I think people are really going to enjoy. Mm. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to it. If you don't enjoy it, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've got You're some funny dick. Well, will there, be, will there be, be beer pouring? I mean, we've got to oh. loosen up the audience a little. Listen, uh, the only way anyone's going to sit through <laughs> one of my uh, talks is with a crap load of beer pouring. Right. So I know for a fact that our friend here, Nate Smith, has donated some beer to pour. Oh, yes. Yeah. Also, uh, Chad will be rounding up all the leftover kegs uh, from BNA6, and, and we're going to pour that crap out of them at this. Uh, it's right. going to be the well, it's going to be the most well lubricated lecture of the week. <laughs> all right. I mean, I feel bad for the seller guys because you know they've been bugging us, uh, and I know, I, and I understand why. Are you going to pour beer for your talk? It needs to get here by by Monday so that we can have it ready to be delivered to your talk. And I had to call him oh. and go, look. You bet your ass I'm pouring beer, and I'm pouring a lot of it. <laughs> but I won't know how much it is until after the party Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll check uh, it into the cellar on Thursday morning. Perfect. That's what he said. He said, yeah. I, I worked it all out. We're getting it over there. But like I said, uh, Chad will kind of go around and pick some of the best beers that are left from the party, and uh, we'll be pouring that. But I'm, I'm excited uh, to do this presentation. I, I got a question about the party. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what time does it end? It ends at ten. At ten, okay. It ends at 10. Because Blobber is telling me he's like, I won't be in till like eight thirty or nine. I'm like, he goes, should I just go to the bar and watch a hockey game? No, come, come to, to the, the party. party. Come to the party. Yeah, but he needs to take. He needs to not go check into the hotel. He needs to come straight from the airport in a cab to the party. He needs to not dick around. Okay. Otherwise, you know, he's likely to just catch the very tail end. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Um, Done. Sorry. All right. Uh, so it, it's really going to be a good week, I think, NHC. Uh, San Diego is just a great place to have it, and I'm looking forward to the whole thing. Got our whole crew coming down for the party. We got two bands. Big Joe Hurt is playing again this year, this time with his full band. We haven't had the big full the band experience. Because, oh, really? Well, he usually travels so far yeah. for us that he can't bring uh-huh. the whole band. But this time, it's in his hood. They're in L.A., so they got to drive a couple hours, but uh, his full band is going to play. That's like local for him, practically. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the White Labs people are just doing a fantastic job down there. All of our sponsors, White Labs, uh, the sponsor of today's show, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, also a sponsor of yep. the party. And, of course, the 21st Amendment, always our glassware sponsor. And um, Nava out there at White Labs, that, that well, she's an angel is what she is. She's a saint, making yeah. our job very easy, setting up all kinds of things for us down there. They're doing a good job. So it's going to be very well organized. we got a lot of things to give away. Uh, you know, the Beer, Beer, and More Beer guys are giving away a sculpture that night, a brew sculpture. They're actually giving away the White Labs brew sculpture that night. And then White Labs, being that they're moving into their new building, is upgrading to a a new more beer sculpture. So you're going to get Chris White's brew sculpture, um, possibly. Everyone gets a raffle ticket. you're, You're entered to win just by going to the party. And we got a bunch of other cool things to give away, too. On top of all that, the mayor of San Diego is coming out to our party. No. Yep. What? Yep. It's That'll coming a out. Short party. Is he a listener? Be there right after. I, th- I think he's a big fan. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's 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 mainly a big fan of lunch meat, and so he wants to come out and and kind of tell us, look, you guys really should be doing more lunch meat. You think that's what it is? I know that's what it is. He and I uh, we Skype a lot. You do? Yeah, we Skype. We're on LinkedIn together. Okay, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. He's actually going out to cut the ribbon on White Lab's new building. Well, in that, yeah. San Diego's very excited about uh, having uh, an all-new facility there out of, out of Chris and um, excited about the employment that it's going to bring to the city and things like that. And so the mayor's coming out. He's real excited to come cut the ribbon on the new building. So, Are we going to have a webcam? 
for the party? Like you know, for the crowd? You know, I don't think so because the building is so new. They're they're literally moving into it as we're doing the show, I think, right now. And I don't know if they're going to have the internet in time. I was told that they probably won't. Okay. So I'm going to try to use an air card or some damn thing, but, you know, that, that's not going to work out excellent. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure that we're going to get a lot of good bandwidth out of that. But I am going to try. We will set up a couple cameras and try our best. I really wish we could get a, uh, a, film, uh, a video crew... And actually, like, shoot some of this stuff every once in a while that we do, you know? The, yeah. the anniversary parties, I think, would be cool. Like, a 10-minute thing on YouTube or, you know, at least the band. Yeah. I would you like know? that, too. I think we're getting there. You know, uh, I think there's other things that have to happen first. But we're getting well, there. Yeah, well, we've but, done it before. It never saw the light of day. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah, A lot of videos never seen the light of day. I think we have about hour, we have hours of video from different events that I've never seen the light of day. <laughs> Maybe for true. a reason. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Well, GABF is fun. Yeah, yeah. Some of those have they're about to see the light of day. I oh, think. yeah. Uh, okay, so it's going to be a good week, and we we do hope to see you out there. Don't be afraid to come up and hang out with us and talk to us. I got a bunch of new uh, t-shirt designs going out there. Nice. And I know that cool. Tasty has an all new t-shirt design that he's unveiling. <laughs> oh, down there. Not very many. So. Tasty t-shirts. Yeah, tasty t-shirts. Let's just say Are they made of hemp. Let's just say that we. <laughs> did you order hemp shirts, Stacy? No, I didn't think Fuck of that. No, oh, man, you got to consult with JP. Yeah, you got your branding all wrong right now. Shirt in one hand and hemp in the other. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you know, based on on the uh, gifts that you like to to give to your your friends and, yeah, so and, and uh, fans, mm-hmm. I think that your shirts should have been aluminum foil. <laughs> you actually, <laughs> and then you you put them on people. You know? We had talked about having a. a Foil wrapped cookie on the you know instead of the tasty character. Oh right, yeah, yeah not with, a, with the tasty character on it. Maybe next time just on the sleeve Maybe or something. So, yeah, we yeah. Get a we'll do an upgrade. I only got a couple dozen of these. So. Okay, well let's just say a couple dozen. Let's just say that we uh, want you to purchase tasty shirts for your wives. Let's just say that. I'll That's probably one rock one at some point. Are you going to do that? Nice. nice. Dude, with the way those things are cut and with as good as my boobs currently look, heck yeah. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah you got to live it up right now. Right? Yeah. Strategically placed, tasty, screen-printed character on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's, take he's, it. Rocking, he's like rock climbing down there. He's kind of low on the mountain. He is rock climbing. Oh, yeah. He's at base camp. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of awesome because uh, the way the, the tasty logo works, it kind of allows you to stare at... You wouldn't look at the logo. And of course you wouldn't otherwise. Right. Or right. well, you wouldn't get caught as much. Yeah. I think uh, Chew Light's girlfriend is currently wearing one i, yeah, yeah. I saw her in she one yeah. and they she look good it looks good yeah. on her she goes look at my new shirt i go oh yeah that's pretty and she goes yeah look at my boom like i just did <laughs> yeah it's fine thank yeah. you please so we yeah. got a bunch of other t-shirt designs too we'll have bna six shirts uh, on sale at the party and uh, i think sean paxton is bringing down some homebrew chef uh, uh attire too what about lunch oh, meat well. shirts that you can get uh, fuck i mean every other show is represented i we have I some have we could bring those good. down yeah maybe see it see that you do <laughs> Why don't you grab them, put them in your car? I will. Otherwise, I'll probably forget. Yes, you will. <laughs> and then you'll be angrier than you are now. Yes, I will. <laughs> I think we're almost out of the uh, some of the sizes, actually. We still have ladies' shirts. You can bring those. Yeah, And get rid do. of those pieces of shit. Those aren't even online. Yeah. So take them and sell them down there so I don't have to put them online. All right. Uh, okay, so that's what's happening all next week, and uh, we're excited about that. BYOB TV is on air right now. Uh, I believe we just aired episode eight um, yep. last yep. night. You can see it all over at uh, kofytv20.com, coffeetv20.com, or maybe it's just coffee coffee TV. TV. coffee tv.com, and then click on the uh, the big. There's a big old button that says BYOB TV. You can watch all of the episodes in any market right there online. 
Uh, well, we finally got we got billboards up now. Do you guys yeah, see I that? Saw some yeah. Yeah. Those are amazing. Uh, got, How rad is that? Huh? Where? Billboards all over San Francisco. San Francisco. There's one on Broadway. There's one on 10th and Folsom. Or is it the know. logo or is it you? Is it your big oh, it's, mug up it's, there? It's the logo. Oh. It's not my big stupid face. Although I did, <laughs> I did try for that. Listeners. I was like, don't you want me on there? No, no, no. it's okay, Justin. Thanks. Pass. Thanks though. Uh, Talk to the Ford dealership. You should just send them your headshot, just you know, just in case. Do you have one of those cheesy black and white actor headshots? No, but JP does. Well, you know, you're not you're not supposed to do black and white anymore. It's color now. Is that right? Yeah, they could have had you on there, Jipper, director of difficulty. They should have had me on there. Good. (laughs) I uh, at our shoot on Sunday, I was. at an undisclosed location, talking to some fans of the show, and I referred to JP as my co-host on the show, and he and they corrected me. They go, "Oh, co-host? He's not a host. He's not the co-host. He's the, he's the director of difficulty." Fuck those people. <laughs> yeah, they wanted you to. They like your role. They They're, really wanted you just to be the director of difficulty. Yeah, they, yeah, but they, uh, you know, they gave me a demotion. I don't think they see it as a demotion. No, no, well, they saw good. it as a promotion. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, they director. they were excited about it. They didn't like me not using your title. Is what I'm saying. Ah, okay, yeah. So they, they thought I was being degrading to you. Uh, by well, you got to say co-host and director of difficulty. Right. Yeah. I guess I have to add both. Yeah. 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 Right. So, well, right. next year yeah. when I write my own deal. <laughs> there you go. We should do Nissan commercials next year. Kia. No. I, think, I think it better fits our, our <laughs> lifestyle. Speaking of demotion, yeah. we're doing Hyundai commercials next year. <laughs> Hyundai. <laughs> Uh, all right, you can subscribe wow. and join the BN Army um, just by hitting the Donate <laughs> yeah. Now button right there on the homepage. And if you uh, sign up for a monthly donation, a recurring monthly donation, then you get auto entry into our More Beer Donation giveaway where we give away something every month. Uh, sign up for all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can send show ideas over to Scott, uh, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he'll get your ideas on the air if they're worth a shit. And you can send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Everything else goes to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's what you do. All right. You guys want to do some feedback in the beginning of the show this week? I would love yeah. to. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean, we're Old actually going to do it. <laughs> yeah. The original format. Right. I like it. Love it. All right. Feedback is brought to you today by Williams Brewing Company, a longtime supporter of this program. You can go to williamsbrewing.com and check them out. They have great service over there. Over there. I hear nothing but good things. Williams Brewing. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. So I don't have a lot of feedback today, um, just a couple of things in here, but for the first time in a long time, something a listener said actually infuriated me. Ooh, you know, really? I, well, I really like negative feedback, you guys know yeah. that, and it takes quite a, you'd have to give us a, kind of a whole lot of shit for me to give a shit, and I was, I was finishing up some work, I went and golfed a couple holes with Chris White this week, and... Uh, check my email when I was done and about threw my phone into the lake. This one got to you, huh? It just pissed me off, man. Almost threw it in after your golf ball? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, And, well, I'll read it to you and let's see if you guys understand uh, why it might have irked me a little bit. It was in regards, you know, we talked a few months back, we put it out there that we're considering ideas for charging uh, for our podcast, for our past episodes, keeping current ones free, and potentially charging for past ones. And I'd ask for a lot of feedback about that, and you've been, you know, most of you have been really giving fantastic ideas um, about why we should, and, and some about why we shouldn't. They're all really good ideas and things for us to consider, and we're still considering it, because there's just a lot to, to think about. So this was a piece of feedback about that. 
And Andrew wrote in, Hi, I just heard that you're considering charging for your downloads. Uh, this would be the biggest mistake you ever made. Ooh. I'm a big fan of what you're doing, but the idea of paying to listen to it just baffles me. You should be paying me to sift through all your bullshit to find the good stuff in your program. Free is what the internet is all about. You should stop being greedy and realize that you don't have a job and you sit in your house and talk about beer and get paid for it. Radio is supposed to be free, except for the satellite radio, which is for yuppies and retards. But thanks for all the great info you're providing. (laughs) Realize that you will lose 99% of your listenership if you try to charge for the episodes. And that's from... And, uh, Andrew up in in Montreal. So well, figures he can't he can't form a coherent. I don't understand. Like you don't have a job, but you get paid to do radio. So that means you have a job, right? Uh, a lot of the things I didn't really understand. There's a lot of stuff to it. There's a couple things I want to point out. Um, you know, the internet. He says that the internet is supposed to be free. I don't know anybody who has free internet anymore. No. I just want to no. point. I mean, I pay a lot of money for it every month, and no. Andrew probably does too. Uh, Google doesn't work for free. eBay doesn't work for fucking free. Uh, so this whole idea that the internet is supposed to be free is just, it's a passe thing. It's just not, it wouldn't exist if it was free. Nothing yeah. nothing will exist for all that long if it's for free. It's not a BBS site. Uh, Come on, dude. <laughs> and, and the Brewing Network is no exception. Had we not, you know, generated revenue in other ways, we would have bailed out about, what was it, Chad, about three years ago now three that years, I was th- that right. I had one foot out the door you were out uh, <laughs> so you know nothing it can last for free you know forever so I just kind of wanted to explain that a little bit but I do have to say the part that that just really got to me for whatever reason is the part about uh, me being greedy and realizing that I don't do anything but be greedy and sit around my house talking about beer uh, it just finally got to me you know, I do make a lot of jokes about how uh, I'm a lazy douche and, uh, uh, and and sit around here. But I'm going to admit something right now, probably for the f- uh, first time I ever really admitted it on the air. I work my fucking ass off around here. Dude, I was just going to say that. I oh, work absolutely. longer hours than anybody I fucking know. Sure. And, and I do it because I love it. And I don't complain about doing it because I love it. But it takes a fuckload of my time to put this program out there. And it takes a fuckload of everybody in this room's time to do it. And to do the events that we do, and to get things done, and I don't, and and I think to toss the word greedy into the mix among anybody in this room, it, it was was really the stab in the back, was really the part that that irked me the most, because we have given out from this very house over the last six years more brewing information than any other single entity on fucking earth. And I'm not ashamed to say that, and I'm not too uh, modest to say that. We have given you more information, more interviews, more content, more brewing knowledge, more brewing skills, more everything beer than any single entity on the fucking planet. And we've done it for next to nothing. There's not a person in this room that gets a paycheck. So... To throw greedy in there because we're trying to figure out a model that's sustainable and that can keep this room full of talent and hosts and people that care about beer just really set me over the edge, man. Kind of ruined my 15 minutes, and then I had a beer and I was good. And you're good. Until I read it again today because I knew I wanted to put it on the air. I don't understand. I don't understand why people say that kind of shit. I mean, he went back and forth about, I have to sift through the bullshit. But thanks for <laughs> but all thanks the good information. Right? Well, okay. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to... Uh, well, apparently, he doesn't want to feel like he owes something for that. Right. You know, we, we're helping you make beer. 
Yeah. No, you made you? it work. Now, nobody here, yeah, right. nobody here expects a fortune for what we do, and I think everybody knew that going into that. This is not a this is not a business model that is going to make us, uh, um, you know, all millionaires. No, but just thousandaires, hundred thousand, maybe yeah. hundredaires. I'd be fine with that. We we'll get <laughs> but, a free you know, beer every so often. So it just really, you know, he, look, he was probably drunk and what? and didn't really know what he's saying. We get those. He better have been drunk. It just was the combination of of the words greedy. Uh, sitting around and doing nothing, and internet b- and everything's supposed to be free. It just re- the, it was like the trifecta of piss me off is what it right. was. You know, I think you know one week you should just sit around and do nothing and see what happens, see what kind of show you end up with. Maybe I should. And you know, I think it's unfair to say that you don't have a job because you don't get up at eight o'clock in the morning and come home, go to work at eight o'clock and come home at five. Right. You work from. Like noonish, noonish, to, <laughs> noonish to about to like two a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah can, that's I, not fair. I can think of a lot of people that have those desk type jobs, the nine to fives, that don't work as hard. They no. they Absolutely. whittle away a lot of their time doing nothing. Yeah. Well, and look, I don't need credit for that, and and I don't even need anybody to know it, which is why I never talk about it on here. I instead talk about my lazy part and sleeping until noon and stuff like because that's fun and that's funny and it's lighthearted. I don't really need recognition for it. But I don't but I don't need uh, my company and and my and all of us to be criticized if we start to think about how to pay for all this. You know. See that's why it's funny. That's I'm, where it just goes come on. I'm surprised actually a little bit that this one got to you because yeah. the word greedy it's just so out of line. Like it, it doesn't even make it doesn't make sense. I, I'm, I'm surprised it got to you. Really? I guess it just... I just felt... I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just having a bad day. That must have been what it was. Because it did. Like, of all... Because we get... Like I said, we've gotten a lot of really great comments about this pay structure. And other people have said similar things, like, I think it will deter listenership, and made some really valid arguments for us to consider. But this was like, yeah, yeah you're going to lose 99% of the people because you're a greedy asshole. Personally, yeah. Well, his own email basically makes a better case that he doesn't know what he's talking about than it does... Anything about the BN. I mean, he can't put a cohesive thought into an email. He's off a little. He's got to be uh, off a little bit. His hockey team lost or something. He was pissed. So. <laughs> yeah. They did. They lost right. a long time ago, too. They, oh, there you go. That's all it was. What well, just got to me because it felt ungrateful for the entire staff here. You know, I think I try my best to, to let you guys know how, uh, how, how much I appreciate your time. And when something like this comes through to, to me, too, you know, I, I felt like my time wasn't, wasn't appreciated. But it makes me feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, you guys are, are spending hours doing this, too. And just the whole thing just pissed me off. So. You know, keep sending me angry email and, and criticizing email and all that, but if this guy never listens to the show oh, again... Yeah, fuck off, man. I don't. I really don't care. Fuck so he off. doesn't need to send me more email or even download another show ever in the history of the show. But of course, yeah. we both know he will download every show. Right. Because that's how they work. <laughs> well, because that's the only way he's going to get information. Right. No. Well, he doesn't seem like a reader to me. Because <laughs> he has to pay for books. <laughs> There's books be so wordy and shit. <laughs> be all wordy uh so anyhow uh we still don't know what we're doing about the the pay model because there is so much to consider and we're busy doing other things right now but uh i do i do want your feedback i I do continue to want you know please send me those ideas because it does help us figure out how to move forward as a company speaking of moving forward blobber is assuring us that uh since this guy is canadian he'll most likely send up an apology Oh, yeah? yeah? That's what they do. <laughs> <Feel bad. laughs> hey, look, uh, I was out of line. Oh, hey, guy. Yeah, I all was right. out of line. I'm sorry. Right, I'm guy. sorry about all that. <laughs> all right. Well, now that I have it off my chest, though, I feel a lot better. Yeah? Bebo, anything you want to get off your chest? Nope. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Uh, okay, and then the other piece of feedback was uh, uh, the kind of feedback we, we really enjoy getting the most, and that is questions about brewing stuff. And uh, this person didn't leave a name or a, a title or anything. It's just a pretty uh, simple question. He says, I pitched my yeast at 82 degrees or so, but it cooled down rapidly, rapidly before any airlock activity. It's been fermenting steadily in my basement for about a week now. What are the consequences of my actions? Let's fuck around for 20 minutes before you guys answer this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward. I'm assuming that he meant he pitched warm and needed to be down at a lower temperature. Um, so uh, consequences of his actions, guys? Uh, he says it got down cool quickly. Depending on the yeast strain. I mean, yeah. a lot of it depends on that. Too much. A lot of Some of them, growth. if they have a drop in temperature, will just start dying, you know, stopping. Hmm. They don't, I, I don't know. It depends on yeast. Uh, I'm a, I use California one, and it's usually not a problem. I would never do it that way. I'd always, I always pitch. If I'm not, if I'm too hot, if, I don't, if I'm not at my uh, ideal pitching temperature, I don't pitch. I just chill the beer, uh, and then I pitch later. You just wait. Yeah, I've waited overnight for that. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's usually fine. Finish brewing, and then yeah. Okay. You'll probably get a lot of esters and phenols and maybe some hot alcohols and so forth, but could, could be great too. Really depends on the strain, like like Tasty's saying. Yeah. I think also because it sounds like you know he wasn't in any kind of a cooling unit because he said it's just been at at whatever room temperature. Oh, yeah. It said it's been at, in his basement, so I don't know that it got down to fermentation temperature as quickly as he might think it did. Too right. I mean, right. it could have been could have really yeah, slowly be, moved down through the eighties and the upper seventies. Yeah. Seventy two hours yeah. later, if you're at seventy three and if you're at eighty five trying to get to seventy three and it's seventy three in your space, yeah, it's going to be a walk because the yeast itself is going to kick up and you know heat. Very it good might, point. It might even go up a few degrees before it goes down. Right. Okay. Yeah, because it's going to take right off at that temperature. But I, I think maybe since we didn't get a lot of inf- information, what I was thinking is he should taste the beer, save some of the beer, brew the same beer but pitch cold next time, yeah. and then he'll know exactly what the consequences yeah. of, of what he did yeah. would be. Yeah. Good solution. Um, you know, Compare. because we can't taste it and we don't know exactly what it's going to be. We know that, you know, some of the things that might happen, right. but he will know exactly what's going to happen if he brews the same thing again and pitches cold. It's true. So maybe give that a shot. And how's that for beer information? Yeah. You Montreal Boy, out. jerk. <laughs> uh, boobs. Uh, jerks. Boobs and uh, women and boobs. and Right. Okay. That's better. Yeah, yeah. Some potty talking here. That's better. Uh, okay, and that was all the feedback. Don't forget the feedback is brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go to williamsbrewing.com and order all your homebrew needs there, and they'll get it to you quickly and with great service. And I do believe, I wonder if they're going to be in San Diego. They sometimes come out to the homebrew conferences and set up a booth there. I saw some of our other sponsors are going to be uh, in the hospitality suite with us. And we have, uh, you know, not only the Brewing Network booth, but we have a BYOB TV booth well, that's, right. that's setting well, up nice. next to ours. And uh, we're going to show the episodes, apparently all the live long day, <laughs> in the hospitality suite, just looping. Well, we're up to seven episodes, I think, is what we'll have for that. Are they going to show yeah. episodes that haven't aired yet? No, 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 no exclusive. Actually, because they're not they're not edited yet. Even that's how slow <laughs> we are. The TV side goes a lot like the radio side, real slow. Um, so JP, I think we'll be yep. working that booth quite a bit. Yeah, that'll and, be a lot of fun to hear myself over. <laughs> that's and over what again. I'm saying, man. Yeah. And I'm right next to you. It's really not going to be too fun for us. We did an appearance last night at the Roundup in Lafayette, that dive bar out oh, in Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. college bar. Right. The TV station had us come out, and it's just we brought a lot of our friends, so that made it cool. 
But it <laughs> was just, stuff. you know, funny because no one gives a Nobody shit. Nobody in the hell you were. JP and I, there, it was on a big screen, and everyone's there drinking. JP and I could have stood in front on either side of the big screen while the show was doing, playing. Doing the parade wave. Yeah. And people still wouldn't have recognized us. <laughs> they still yeah. wouldn't have put together like, oh, hey, aren't those the guys from the show right there? <laughs> hey, why did you turn off uh, Back in Black? I was I put that on the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just get yelled at. I love that drinking song. They're like, hey, aren't you guys from that TV show? Yeah. Could you turn it down? I was just about to put Back in Black on the jukebox. <laughs> yeah. Followed by For Whom the Bell Tolls. Hey, aren't you that guy from BYOB? Yeah. Can you tell me where the bathroom is? <laughs> I can't find the men's room. <laughs> That's what we get at these appearances. And so what, this this super hot chick from the TV station came out. She's like in charge of the crew. And she comes up and it, you know, I just want to introduce myself. It's a great show. So, um, you know, do you have any special needs that you guys need here? And can I'm think of like, a few. I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, and, uh, she's carbonated like, water? Yeah. I was like, you got any Perrier? And she goes, okay, well, is it okay, like, if you have some real big fran- big fans, if I bring them over to meet you? <laughs> and I literally started laughing out loud. I went, yeah, yeah, sweetheart, you can bring whoever you want over. I'll buy him a new car. <laughs> yeah, whenever, yeah. You, whenever the new big fan comes over to meet me, you bring them yeah. right over. She clearly came from a, a, a station that had more ratings than, than ours. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then she comes to this station, and that's what she's used to doing. Right. This is my fir- I think she was her first thing really if I, if, it must if the be the one we're thinking of i think she really realized hot. i never saw her again she realized five minutes later that she probably could just go hang out in her car and the, the same amount of work was going to get done <laughs> probably man so yeah these appearances are she kind was of, real hot they're kind of funny yeah there were some people watching it though i don't know if uh if they were like friends of, i think those are you all know, my friends. like miguel <laughs> and whatnot yeah yeah that was funny appearances you guys want to do an appearance Sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, no, but, you know, we have to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyway, uh, the hospitality suite, we've got a booth there, BYOB. You can uh, check it out there. You can buy our T-shirts at the booth. You can buy Tasty's T-shirts at the booth. Are we going to sell them or are we just going to give them out? What are Why we doing? I... Do we even know that yet, Tasty? I don't know. I, I, I was going to just sell them myself, but we'll see. You greedy uh, dick. Uh, you are a greedy dick, Tasty. Well, I've only got a few. I didn't went, like, you know... <laughs> I wanted to make people that wanted them to get them, not people go like, what's this? Well, I'll take it, you know. Right. You know, you worst their car in it. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah, right. These are people doing some car. Can we have a car wash fundraiser at NHC? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> idea. Preferably with the chicks from uh, the, the network, from coffee. Yeah. Well, a couple of them. I was thinking that we could we could tape a sponge to Bevo's belly, or and she could just, mm. like, walk up and down the car, <laughs> scrub it with that baby of hers. <laughs> Remember when I used to be little and cute and you would encourage me to wear a bathing suit? <laughs> yeah. Now, now I want to strap happened. sponges to your belly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Now I want to use you as a chamois. Chamois. Just call me a chamois. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we going to get an appearance from a Bevo's baby at BNA6? Yes. Uh, I'm currently in talk. I-, I feel like his manager. Her I manager. It, what, we haven't decided that. Those tests are not 100%. <laughs> Latronda has not decided if she wants to be a he or a she. Yeah, exactly. You know, nowadays she can decide on that. Yeah, up Chaz, to Chaz her, Bono will attest yeah. to that. Yeah, she can try, you know, change it up to her 89th trimester. It doesn't matter. Um, yes, uh, that is that is the plan, I think. Great. Yeah, so. I was thinking that maybe Vivo's baby could reflect on uh, her time at the Brewing Network at the, at the anniversary party, you know? It would be good. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what uh, what it would like to, to talk about. Okay. She would like to talk about. Mm. Did you say it? I did. <laughs> Is it still a clump of cells and stuff, or does it have like a wiener yet? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I don't think it's a girl. Oh, have wieners. Right. And um, 
No, she looks just like a shrunken down mini baby. Really? Yeah. You saw it? <laughs> yeah. They cut a window out and put it in the belly button. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, you can see her little hands. Really? Feet, yeah. toes. Yeah. Tell me she's not going to look like Sam. Well, right now she does. That more gene is so strong, it's so man. so strong, well, then I he's going to look like, like a million other people who looks like Sam, because <laughs> all his relatives look the same, right? They, exactly. They do. <laughs> uh, it's like the cover of the Aphex Twin album. Sam's sister oh. just looks like she-Sam. <laughs> Tit-Sam, whatever you want to call her. Sam. Oh, I'm bleeding again. Ow! Oh, ah! She has big boobs, too, right? Doesn't Sam's sister have big boobs? Yeah. So, oh, man. This thing's so Latronda's going to have some titties. monstrous cans yeah. in about 18 years. Yeah. No, it doesn't take that long, does it? No, it really doesn't. We're going to be staring 12. at her cans in about 12 years. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh. Training brush shopping already, huh, Latronda? Why don't you come stay at Uncle Justin's, yeah. Latronda? <laughs> you need a ride? We're having a party. Movie night. <laughs> <laughs> Movie night. <laughs> Human Centipede is on Blu-ray. Uh. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're talking about hops today with Patrick Smith. Patrick Smith is a hop grower up in Yakima, Washington, yeah. and he's going to talk to us about how to grow hops and what hops Wait, he's growing. Beer and information? Beer information. Wow. But you had to weed through 40 minutes of me bitching. That's to, awful. <laughs> to get to it. I'm leaving. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. More Beer is doing it again. It's June, and since More Beer is committed to bringing you the best value, they've already slashed hundreds of prices this year. Now, summer is finally here, and they're focused on draft equipment. You'll find new lower prices on keg parts, taps, towers, faucets, and more. And More Beer has awesome sale prices on complete kegging systems this month. And they're also bringing back an old friend, Scotty's, the new 2.5-gallon keg, along with some cool new draft swag. Join the June draft extravaganza only at More Beer and morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Pintley is your personal beer connoisseur, and you don't even have to leave a tip. Pintley.com learns your taste in beer. Create a free account today and start by rating a few beers. In just a couple of clicks, Pintley will get to know you and your personal preferences. You won't believe how accurate Pintley's amazing algorithm can be as it learns what pleases your palate most. Personal beer recommendations, tasting notes, and now their new app for your Android or iPhone smartphone. Pintley also gives away incredible prizes each month. Prizes like free craft beer for a year. Visit Pintley.com right now to see how it works or to create your own free account. Pintly, a new kind of beer website that only recommends beer you're sure to love. Pintly.com. Tonight in a bar alone I'm sitting Apart from the laughter and the cheer while scenes from the past rise before me Just watching the bubbles in my beer And I'm seeing the road that I've traveled A road paved with heartaches and tears And I'm seeing the past that I've wasted While watching the bubbles in my beer A vision of someone who loved me Brings a long silent tear to my eyes As I think of a heart that I've broken And of the golden chances that have passed me by Oh, I know that my life's been a failure and I've lost everything that made life dear And the dreams I once dreamed now are empty As empty as the bubbles in my beer Of someone who loved me Brings a long silent tear to my eye And as I think of the heart that I've broken And of the golden chances that have passed me by Oh, I know that my life's been a failure I've lost everything that made life dear 
dreams I once dreamed now are empty As empty as the bubbles in my beer Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. Uh, we are back, and we are here with Patrick Smith from Loftus Ranches in Yakima Valley. He is a hop grower talking to us today about hops. Patrick, are you there? I am. Thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so Loftus Ranches, tell us a little bit about that. How long have you guys been around? Uh, my great-grandparents started growing hops here in the Yakima Valley in 1932, uh, the year before Prohibition was lifted, and we've been growing hops uh, every year since, so this is about, uh, I think, our 81st, uh, or 80th, 80th year, I think, this year. Wow. That is one hell of a family, family business, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we really enjoy it. So is the whole family involved then, or did it just you know pass down to kind of one son and the next son or daughter or what happened? Um, well, my so my great grandparents uh, started with five acres in 1932. Uh, they ran the farm until 1974, when it actually skipped a generation and went to my father, and then uh, I came back to the farm in 2009. I have a brother and a sister who are each interested in the business, but uh, not involved in the day-to-day operations at this point. Okay. Was there ever a question for you about whether or not you would be a hop farmer? Not really, no. Um, I I spent a few years after high school over in the Seattle area, attended the University of Washington, and spent five years after that in the financial industry, but always in the back of my head kind of knew that I would end up back at the farm and the financial crisis of a couple of years ago gave me a good excuse to get out of the financial industry and uh, get back into get back into farming great i love the family story we don't get a whole lot of that on the on the west coast particularly but even in the u.s where it's kind of you know several generations of a family business uh, so I always like to hear that. It's kind of a nice uh, story yeah. that we don't get too often. Not, not a whole lot of history out here on the West. That's except true. for like stealing land. Well, we're new money. You know, yes, you know, we're yeah. very new money. And a lot of industry got interrupted too. You know, there was Prohibition and then there was World War II. There was a lot of distractions that would keep, you know, generation after generation from engaging in the same profession. Sure. Now, when now as a hop farmer and, uh, <laughs> and day-to-day funny, operations... Uh, are, I don't know how to how to how to picture that. When I think of a farmer, I picture a big green John Deere tractor driving across the field. That's like, farming, he yeah. probably has like a dog in the cab with him. <laughs> Every farmer to me always grows corn. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. That's, that's just how you, everyone has an image of a farmer, right? So, uh, I mean, are you out there? I guess what I really mean is, are you out there in the field every day, Patrick? Yeah, it, to some extent, um, hop farming is. Much more labor intensive than your kind of big Midwestern corn and soybean farms. So we've got, um, you know, this time of year could be 30, 40 people 
out on the farm at any on any given day. So uh, there's a lot of management of labor crews and stuff like that that goes on, but uh, then a lot of the business side as well. You know, keeping the keeping the business side of it running uh, as well as the farming side. So we have a really great team of people that's been around for um, you know quite a while. A lot of them as long as I can remember. So uh, I have a lot of help. My dad's still involved uh, every day, and that's and that's been uh, that's very good um but so to answer your question yeah I'm, i am out in the field every day but i'm not i'm not on the big green john deere tractor um we've got uh you but know, you have a dog right i do have a dog His see i knew it <laughs> you were right at least one of the stereotypes that have to yep. be there yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you guys started with five acres you said right that's correct and now you have 750 Yes, that, that, that's what we've got uh, strung for harvest this year. Yeah, seven. Pretty greedy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like me. You're very greedy. <laughs> yeah. You want to make things. I can't. Yeah. I'm having trouble picturing that amount of land. That just seems enormous to me, especially like, yeah. with hop trellises lining the whole thing. It's got to you know? be bigger than Pacheco. That's it's got to be like twice the size of Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> At least. I'm going to look up. How big Pacheco is in acres? Is it flat land, or is it like rolling hills? What is it there? Uh, it's pretty flat. The, we're in the upper Yakima Valley, so it's we're, we're surrounded by foothills, but the valley floor is uh, is fairly flat. There's you know some topography, but uh, m- mostly pretty flat, and so it uh, it lends itself pretty well to hop growing. Okay, it's tough to grow hops on hillsides, um, you know, with Soil erosion and that kind of thing, but I see. Not if you had a John Deere. That's right. It's then true. You can do it. <laughs> it gets it gets real hot there in the summer, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It does. We're so we're on the east side of the Cascade Mountains. So when people think of Washington, they think of Seattle weather, and we're about as different uh, about as different climate wise as you can be from Seattle. We get about seven inches of rain a year, which is about the same as Phoenix. So it's wow. a dry desert. Summer is. You know, ninety, ninety-five degrees with you know quite a few days of a hundred. So it's it's very, very, very different than the west side of of the state. And hops require an enormous amount of water, don't they? Yes, yeah, they're very, very water hungry plants. So fortunately, with the Cascade Mountains nearby, we're able to irrigate. Um, you know as much as as much as the hops need so okay the, the snowpack over the winter fills reservoirs in the cascade mountains feed the yakima river and then various irrigation districts pull out of the yakima river to irrigate the hops and there's a lot of orchards apples cherries peaches that kind of thing uh wine grapes so it's a very diverse valley agriculturally, and a lot of it depends on that irrigation. So it, uh, it, without the irrigation, I don't know that anyone would live in the valley. So. Right, right. Well, I guess that's, you know, that's true for any, anywhere. I, I think more I was thinking, too, is it must be one of your biggest expenses. Um, y- yes and no. I mean, it, it is a big expense, but uh, labor is certainly the, the number one expense. Hops are incredibly labor-intensive. Okay. Um, so, you know, you've seen the pictures of hop fields. Each one of those vines uh, not only is trained to grow up the string that it grows up, 
trained by hand. That string is tied to the trellis every year by hand. So we're just finishing kind of our spring, uh, you know, heavy labor season with twining and training and then kind of slows down for a little bit here, but then we start up harvest in mid-August and that's labor intensive again. So there's a... so describe to me what it what it looks like now. Then, uh, obviously, if you've just had to twine, then your hop plants have started to grow upward. Uh, how how tall would they would I see right now if I was standing there? Uh, it's pretty variety dependent, but on average, they're most of them are around ten feet tall. Some some will be up around uh, thirteen fourteen feet by now. Wow! And how tall are you set to let them go? How high is your trellis? The standard trellis is eighteen feet. Eighteen. Okay. And then what would happen? Would it would it get to eighteen and then just kind of start to fall back down? Yeah. So the way that they uh, the way that they grow up the twine is they'll wrap themselves up the twine and they the plant pushes all of its growth energy into the few shoots that are climbing the twine. Once there's nothing else to climb, the heads of the shoots actually lose their you know upward growth and the plant starts pushing lateral okay that that's where you get the branching off of that main vine so we try to get the vines to grow to the top of the trellis by right around the first of july and then the next six weeks the plants would then focus their energy on growing outward because there's nowhere else to grow up and that outward growth is then where we can hang the hop cones off of those lateral branches. Okay. And how many hot varieties are you growing on that? We've got uh, nine varieties on our farm um, out of the you know 30 or so that are grown commercially in the valley. Okay. I see Simcoe is on your list of, of hops here. That's correct. That's one of our one of our biggest varieties on our farm. So, can you help me understand? Uh, and I don't know if if, if homebrewers, uh, a lot of homebrewers know this too, but Simcoe is virtually impossible to get right now if you're a professional brewer. Uh, people's you know contract people are like selling it to each other on the black market. I think to try to, <laughs> and people built so many beers around that hop too that I know Chad is coming to tell me stories about you know kind of pros coming and saying. Well, we had to change our whole recipe because we were stupid and planned Simcoe <laughs> this year. So yeah. explain that to me. Yeah, those are the kind of stories that it kind of breaks my heart to hear. Right. Um, the, uh, but the demand for Simcoe has been growing so rapidly that it's it's been hard for us to keep up with the demand. Um, Simcoe was released uh, you know, about 10 years ago. And it almost didn't make it because the demand for Simcoe for the first five or six years that it was out there was very, very low, almost to the point where it wasn't going to be commercially viable. And then as the IPA craze kind of started taking off and people started discovering Simcoe, the demand for the hop has gone, uh, you know, basically straight up. And Okay. Um, Propagating hop plants and expanding acreage of a variety is very difficult and and expensive. So, and very time sensitive. So, when we find out that more acreage is needed, say in April, we've already done all of our planting and everything for the year, and there's nothing that we can do about it until the next, you know, February, March. Okay. So the 
information flow from brewer to grower, you know, if the brewer comes to me today and says, hey, I need this much, there's nothing that we can really do about it until next year because of that time that that is needed to propagate the plant. So we have basically, between the farms that grow Simcoe this year, I think doubled the acreage from last year to this year. And last year, the acreage was up about 40% as well. So that 40% wow. of new acreage from last year will now be in its second year, which is the first year of full production. So that 40% last year, was they were babies, so the production on babies is lower than on second year and beyond. So we'll have 40% that's in full production, and then <laughs> essentially everything that was there last year then we've got in babies again this year more um so is it just the is it just the yield that is low on babies or is it like is it the potency of it too no the the quality is the same it's okay. just it, it the plants uh they don't have the root reserves that a that a mature plant does so they take a little longer to get going in the spring and they just don't grow as quickly as as a second year or third year or beyond so okay is simcoe the only hop that's experiencing this right now or are there several that are having trouble oh no there there are several and most of them are these ipa type varieties is how i think about them one of the other ones that we grow that's experiencing it as well is Citra. Um, same kind of thing. And Citra is actually just released about two years ago. And it didn't have the same kind of early adoption problem that Simcoe did. Citra just took off and immediately was popular and kind of caught us off guard because it was the first variety that we had been a part of the release that had gained acceptance that quickly. Most varieties have this kind of honeymoon period where brewers are kind of trying to figure out how to use it where to use it how much they want and citra was just instantaneous uh demand for it so okay that's another one that acreage has doubled this year so there will be more available um then you know there's there are others as well amarillo uh which we don't grow but i'm uh, friends with the family that does that does grow it and Mm -hmm. they're doing everything that they can to meet the demand it's just when you've got varieties and demand for these varieties that are growing at 40, 50, 100% a year, it's, it can be difficult to kind of keep up with that and, and also anticipate what that growth is going to be when the grower has to make the planting decision in February sure. for that year. That sounds nearly impossible to me, actually. I can understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's tough. You know, it's, it, it's something that, you know, you can overdo, and then you've got a ton of hops sitting in warehouses, and or go the other way. You never hit it perfect. So, okay, you know, we we try to uh, we we try to anticipate what we can and get information from the dealer network as much as we can as to what they're seeing as as the anticipated demand for that next brewing year. But it, uh, it it's kind of a guessing game, and and that's why we. We encourage brewers to contract and, you know, make their demands known because that's the only way that we as growers get that information from the brewers to how much is needed. You know, there's 1,700 craft brewers, so anticipating, you know, who's going to be using Simcoe, how much they're going to be using is impossible for a grower to do. So, right. um, the contracting process and talking with your hop suppliers is how 
that information gets down to the grower level, and that's how we can make the planting decisions. And the further in advance the the growers know how much is demanded, right? better we're able to match that demand. A question came through uh, from one of our listeners in the chat room. Spider Wrangler is in there, and you mentioned Amarillo and knowing the family that's growing them there. Uh, his question is, what's your take on the exclusivity of Amarillo? Because you, they're the only ones allowed to grow it, right? That's correct. Amarillo, like Simcoe and Citra and a few of these others, is, is a proprietary variety, so it's protected by patent. So they control all the acreage and all the supply of Amarillo. Um, my take on it, I guess, is that uh, that developing a new hop variety like that is very time-consuming and very expensive. Kind of like, uh, you know, a pharmaceutical company developing a new drug and then having the exclusive rights to that drug for a certain period of time. Yeah, uh, it, It's how you recoup your investment in developing that variety. Okay. So w- while I understand why brewers or home brewers and people would be a little bit skeptical of the exclusivity, really until a variety is big enough that one farm can't handle all the acreage or in the case of Simcoe, it's three farms. In the case of Citra, it's four farms. Until the variety, the demand for the variety grows big enough that one, three, four farms can't handle it, then it'll be, you know, released to a larger grower network to help grow. The fact is, with these varieties like Simcoe and Citra and Amarillo, they're really only grown on, you know, across the industry. Each one's probably between two and 500 acres this year out of 30,000 in the state of Washington. Wow. Okay. So while they're very, very important hops to the craft brewing industry and very, very important to the growers and very important to everybody involved, the acreage demand isn't up there with, you know, your super alphas, CTZ, Apollo Bravo, some of these ones that are, you know, uh, exported and kind of for the global market. Got it. Okay. So what about some of the, how do you get the other varieties? I mean, how do you get a Citra? These these are just, are, are they in the public domain? If you can get a hold of rhizomes for some of the other ones, then you're allowed to grow them? Uh, no, C- Citra is another one that's, uh, that, that is proprietary and, and okay. pr- protected. Um, but for varieties like Cascade, Centennial, Willamette, Chinook, those are all, and, and most varieties are all in the public domain. So if you're a commercial grower, you've got to find, and you don't currently grow the hop, you've got to find another grower who's willing to sell you the rhizomes and uh, that then you could go out and, uh, and plant in your fields. Um, for home brewers, they're usually fairly easy to come by through Hops Direct or some of these other places you can get rhizomes. Yeah, we can get them all the time. I just was thinking that you need them on such a scale that I, I just didn't know if there was a, a marketplace. Do you, is there a hop trade show where you go and look at new varieties and are able to pick what you want to plant or, the, or something similar? The local 4-H club kind of puts it on for the, <laughs> right. the county fair. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. Um, no, I mean, the industry's so small that uh, the, the, everybody knows as soon as a new variety comes out and they know who's oh. growing it and who has access to it. it. Really, there's only about 50 hop growers left in the United States on a commercial scale. So, All right. 
uh, and there are mostly concentrated in the Yakima Valley and then uh, the Willamette Valley in Oregon and a few down in uh, down in Idaho. So it uh, it's a pretty small industry. It, it, secrets don't uh, don't stay secret for very long. So sounds like a reality show's in the in the works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hop growers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure how interesting it would be, but uh, well, he told me he was planting 55 acres, and I said, "Well, that's bullshit. It's 54 <laughs> acres, and I'm gonna fuck him up right now." Right. So, Patrick, one of the things that uh, I was curious about when you mentioned that some acreage is expanding, does that mean other acreage is shrinking? Like you're pulling out one to put in more of another? Yeah, definitely. Um, Shrinkage. As as you uh, as you've seen the global beer market is a bit under pressure and so the super alpha varieties that that acreage is declining um willamette's another one that the acreage is declining pretty quickly that was a big anheuser Busch variety and with the inbev merger they're moving away from willamette and into well nobody really knows what they're moving into so um so there, there is acreage that's declining. Galena is another one where the that's kind of seems to be on the uh, on the downward slide. So um, overall, actually, acreage is is declining. Uh, that the craft type of hops are expanding, but it's not enough to keep up with the with the shrinking of acreage in in some of these others. Super alphas declining seems like a surprise to me. It seems like those would be ideal for the production of extracts and oils and those sort of things is that yeah that that's the primary uh use for ctz and uh apollo bravo some of these newer ones um it is for pellets and extract for export but after the worldwide shortage a few years ago acreage expanded here dramatically and we ended up then with a surplus, the exact opposite of the problem. So hops being somewhat durable once you process them, we're now trying to work through this inventory that got built up. And the shortage and subsequent acreage expansion happened just as the worldwide recession was hitting. And so the, these brewers that were projecting 3 4 5% growth for ever uh, – essentially flatlined or started declining so then their anticipated hop usage wasn't there so the the industry has some major challenges on that side of the business working through this inventory and pulling out all the acreage that went in uh just a few years ago so actually acreage in the united states i believe has shrunk by about 25 percent just since 09 so it's hmm. it's gone down wow. pretty, pretty dramatically yeah uh patrick i hear that a lot about uh, craft beer uh, sales uh, doubling in the next five years uh, a lot of those craft beers are pretty heavy on the uh ibu side are you going to be able to respond to that that much more demand for hops I, I think so. I th- with all this acreage that's come out has left the industry with quite a bit of excess capacity. So there are entire harvesting facilities that for the last couple of years have basically been completely idle. Uh, there are hop trellises uh, that now have corn growing in them because the demand for hops just isn't there. So 
I I think that the in the hop industry can certainly handle uh you know say well if craft volume doubles from ten million barrels twenty million barrels and it's a pound a barrel ten million pounds of hops I mean we've we've handled forty million more pounds of hops uh, just within the last couple of years than we will handle this year. So the industry can certainly handle it. It's, it's a matter of getting the information from the brewers, the right varieties and the right quantities. Right. And speaking of right quantities uh, on the uh, people that do make contracts, do you use that as, or do they use that as a predictor of what the spot market demand is going to be for certain varietals? Yeah, to some extent. Uh, The problem is, you know, the, the spot market is, kind of an unknown so i i'm not really privy to how the dealers exactly figure out what spot market demand is going to be but uh, in my discussions with them in the past they indicate that they have kind of a certain percentage that they feel like they've got as contracted versus spot and so so, so they do use that uh, the problem is is narrowing down on what that number is so mm-hmm. Um, but I know they take it into account, and it's certainly in everybody's best interest to get it right. Oh, for uh, sure. But the problem is, is anticipating forty percent demand from <laughs> from an industry that's you know overall growing at ten percent. So yeah. it's uh, it's a challenge. But it uh, the more information that the that the hop industry gets from the from the brewer, the the easier it is for us. Right. It sounds like a big pain in the ass to me is what it sounds like because the craft brewers, and this is why we love craft beer, it just changes so much. We're looking for the next beer. Give us the next beer. So just when Patrick here figures out how much Simcoe he needs, uh, we're going to have moved on to something else. Yeah, Citra will take over instead and grow even faster probably or something. Sounds really annoying to me, Patrick. Well, it's really just it's a timing problem between – and I feel for the brewers because a lot of these guys are growing faster than they ever imagined. Yeah. So they so they entered into contracts with their hop supplier, anticipating say twenty or twenty five percent growth, which would be over double the industry average. And then they grow up forty, and all of a sudden they need those hops, and the hops aren't there. So I'm definitely sympathetic to their uh, to their situation as well. It, it can't be easy, and yeah. especially for hops that are so crucial to the brands that they're trying to you know, that they're trying to brew uh it, it can't be easy for them so but the problem with the with the hop industry is it's not like we're you know a, a bottle manufacturer and can just crank up the bottle factory and deliver ten thousand more pounds of simcoe to somebody that needs it it takes like i said if if we got an order today for ten thousand pounds of of a hop and it and we didn't have it in stock it wouldn't be available until september of 2012 right. so that's the that's this timing uh problem that uh that i i think a lot of people don't really understand so it uh it, it's a challenge for everybody but you know we we just have to um it, it's you know the responsibility of the hop industry to carry a little extra inventory and try to manage uh the demand that way but you know it's 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 tough when for some of these varieties it seems like no matter how much you plant it's going to get purchased and and then people aren't going to 
then some people aren't going to be able to get it. So Right. I, I still don't understand the big deal with Simcoe anyway. In my opinion, anything with the description cat piss in it should not be a popular product. <laughs> and that's, that's, a, uh, that's a descriptor that I hear a lot. And I, I actually have talked to a few brewers who who either agree with the descriptor or don't. And I've never personally smelled it, but I think it's one of those sensitivity things. You've got a certain sensitivity to yeah. one of the compounds in there that smells like cat pee and yeah, i don't have it do. my father does and my father thinks it uh he thinks it smells like cat pee so it, does. it also depends on how much if you have a heavy hand with it i think it you can smell a little bit more you know i've been a hater about the simcoe and the cat piss for a long time i yeah. will admit that over the past few months i've been given some pretty darn good simcoe beers i think people are getting a hold of how much they're supposed to be using they're trying to they're reining it in they got a oh, homebrew yeah. the other day that was pretty damn good that had some simcoe in it yeah, it, with a lot of these hops, th- these really aggressive kind of new hops, uh, you can definitely overdo them. Citra is another one that you can overdo, and I've picked up kind of ammonia-type aromas uh, from overdoing Citra. And okay. So all of them, all of them can be overdone. Uh, so I think there is a balance there that you, that you have to find, and you know, mixing some Simcoe with some Amarillo or cascade or any of these uh and not not going too far over the top do things like the do things like the alpha acids of any any variety um for example uh does does that change greatly you know from year to year because of weather or irrigation or anything like that or or if it comes from the same rhizome is it consistent every year See what I mean? No, yeah, I, I do. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it does vary. It, it varies quite a bit. We've we've done tests that uh, it's more of a problem inconsistency with leaf hops than with pellets because the pelleting process you kind of get more of a homogenous product. But ah. leaf hops certainly uh, we've we've tested individual bales of hops of tomahawk that had a. Uh, alpha acid range from 14 to 18 in the same bale mm. so uh that certainly has a big impact on then the bittering that uh that those hops would provide so um it does vary and uh, like you mentioned a lot of it's weather a lot of it is where on the plant those hop cones were from hmm. the, oh. The hops up high have a higher alpha acid content than hops down low because they're more exposed to sunlight. So, um, so it really all depends. Now, if you're a pellet user, all that gets blended up in the pellet process, and you have a more homogenous product. But then again, with with a hop like tomahawk, it's very poor storing, so um, it will that alpha acids actually will degrade quite rapidly if not stored properly. Mm. So if, and Columbus, Tomahawk, Zeus, basically all the same. Um, if you've got them, you know, keep them sealed, preferably oxygen free and cold. Otherwise within six months, you could lose up to a third of that alpha. Really? Within six months? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a ton of it. And it, 
a third of it in six months. That's Some of crazy. them just don't store well. A lot of it starts at eighteen, though. Who cares? <laughs> Still a lot. <Yeah>. <laughs> and and that's true. And it is very variety dependent. Now, a variety like Warrior, which also you know is that sixteen eighteen alpha acid level, that might only lose ten to fifteen percent if stored at oh. room temperature for six months. I so see. now th- those are under poor storage conditions. You could lose a third of it. Under better storage conditions, you know, primarily cold and oxygen free. Uh, you'll you'll have better luck than losing a third. So, okay. All right, Patrick. I, I got to take a quick break if that's cool with you. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break and take care of some sponsors. And when we come back, I've got some listener questions in front of me. So I'd like to get to those. Uh, we can ask about different techniques and and how to grow ourselves from you. Uh, get some of your information that you learned over generations, and we just want to steal it now. Sounds great. It okay. should be free. <laughs> yes, and we want it for free, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hang in there. It's the session. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Patrick Smith uh, of Loftus Ranches, and we're talking about hops. If you've got questions, 888-401-BEER or hit the chat now button on the homepage. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch? Oh, I can. I'm reading something important. What? Hello? John, it's Push. Hey, this is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please... What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah, I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book. From Brewers Publications and the only home brewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times, comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the homebrewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well-balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that, if taken to heart, will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer, master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. 
Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today
brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of large beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. program thanks for sticking around everybody uh, we're still talking to patrick loft uh, patrick smith of loftus farms uh, he's a hop grower in yakima washington and he is learning us about the hop industry the hop growing industry getting some learning done jp we're learned we're learned and some learned it that's good my dad always told me to go get learned it and i yeah. guess i just did am i allowed uh, chris am i allowed to say what we're drinking in here I, I just had my first taste of a heretic beer in the studio. Oh. Heres- yeah. yeah. Where? It's, it's been a long time coming. Too. Talk about and, uh, Chris is here, of course, Jamil's brewer, and he brought us a little Scotty of it. Ooh. Oh, man, uh, this is good. Which one is it, Chris? The Taffle Bully, is that what you said this one is? Oh, no, this is Evil Twin. This one's Evil Twin. I always forget. And uh, and Patrick, this this beer here, I, I have a feeling that Heretic's going to be needing some hops soon. This is a crap load of hops in this beer. <laughs> so it's kind of the perfect one to be tasting for our topic here today. Probably some hops from his ranch in this beer. Could be. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Chris said Columbus and Citra. Columbus and Citra. And you supply like the hop union guys and stuff, right, Patrick? Oh, did I lose Patrick? Oh, no. Hey, Patrick, I'm going to hang up on you call you back. I lost you there. Hopefully he was getting a beer or something. Something beery. Is this the beer that they're going to be pouring? Uh, Heretic going to be pouring at BNA6? I think or one, one yeah. or two, yeah. maybe, yeah. Yep. I think they're pouring both of them. This one, they Eagle are. Twin, and Tuffle Bully. Both yep. of them. You're, you're pouring both beers down Thank at BNA6, right? Yes, sir. You're pouring both. Patrick, you back? I am. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Sorry about that. It smells nope. amazing. Uh, yeah, there's it, what 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 hops you say are in this one? Is it Citra and Citra and Columbus and Columbus? This very well could have come. You you uh, uh, sell to the the Hop Union guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're actually one of the grower owners of Hop Union, so um, it's there's about thirteen I think families that uh, collectively oh. own Hop Union. So got it. Your, yeah, your hops very well could be in this beer that we're drinking right now. It's pretty nice. Good. Well, <laughs> well I hope that's the case. So it's a really good tasting beer, Chris. But I have to admit, even if it was shit, I wouldn't care. I'm so excited to be drinking Heretic beer. I've been waiting to be able to taste it. But you guys did a really nice job on this. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be pouring it down at BNA6. You can go to bna6.eventbrite.com and get your tickets right now and be uh, some of the first human beings on the planet to try the all-new Heretic beer from our very good friend and and co-host and host of his own thing, uh, Mr. Jamil Zainashef, and, of course, his brewer Chris here. Uh, who brewed the the first two batches? So you're pouring uh, Evil Twin and Taffle Bully at our party, right? That's correct. And also at Pro Brewers Night. Yes, because the uh, Taffle Bully is the pro am beer with uh, Matt Staley. Got it. Okay. And so that that's really the entire reason that we're kind of debuting. You know, aside from Jamel being you know the the homebrew guy. Sure. Then you're going to debut down there because of that. Great. Yeah, so. 
Uh-oh. But the initial debut is at BNA Six. Perfect. That's how I like it. <laughs> yeah. Because that motherfucker <laughs> let Brewing TV scoop us on the on the announcement <laughs> of the brewery. So I goddamn well better be the person who gets to launch the beer. Yeah. And another thing. Yeah. Well, well, they can't the, have there any is beer. The brewing TV party on Tuesday that we're going to be. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, well, Wednesday afternoon we're going to strong second. Yeah. Uh, we're going to turn their editing suites and get a good glimpse. <laughs> They're holding a media event. You know. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'm just being greedy, wanting the beer anyway. So I kind of want a keg of it for my for our suite now. After I might bug you guys for your leftover beer. You might not get to leave there with any beer in those kegs, man. Oh, that's the plan. Okay, I'll be good. insulted if we have beer left. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I will dump it out if I need to be. I have a feeling we could go through a good portion of it just with our listeners at BNA Six. I know everyone's real excited about the brewery, so very cool. By the way, so I can stop getting PMs because apparently I'm your IT tech. Uh, yeah. Your screensaver for the I was stupid just say that. thing is on. There you go. All right. Thanks. Uh, you can go over to justin.tv slash brewing network if you want to watch the in-studio camera. You can call us 888-401-BEER. I forgot to mention that we've got our new uh, four-line phone system in this week. So hopefully at the end, when you drunken retards want to call in for Drunk of the Week, uh, we can take multiple phone calls. We'll get you all on the line. But if you have questions for uh, Patrick now, 888-401-BEER, or hit the chat now button on the homepage, and the beeve is over there taking your questions and sending them over to me. If I script the phone, sorry. Right now. Yeah, oh, yeah and it's four lines, right? It's four lines. Right. Oh man, yeah, this is gonna be good. So, well, we'll see. <laughs> could be, could be a disaster. Be careful what you wish for. It might, <laughs> it's something that comes to mind now that we have four lines for drunk of the week calls at the end. Uh, all right, Patrick. So, I have a lot of growing questions that came in from people, and I'm sure that some of my crew does here too. If I can do that, yeah, absolutely. Um, here's a question that came through uh, from one of our Canadian listeners, Blobber. And uh, Blobber asks, what varieties grow best in shorter summer regions, like end of June to end of August type things? Um, that's actually a really good question. Um, I, for up in Canada, I would try some of the more noble European type varieties because the hop growing regions of, of Germany and uh, and mostly in there in Europe are a little actually more northern than the Yakima Valley is. So some of those might uh be better suited. Depends on how far north uh in Canada he is. Hops are very latitude uh kind of specific, I guess. So you get too far out of the preferred range and and nothing's gonna do well. I don't know if there's anybody from southern california that's tried to grow hops but doesn't really work very well that far south because actually the days are not long enough so um so i would uh he says he's very know, north very north <laughs> very north yeah i, <laughs> I not, not extremely north patrick yeah. but very, very north all right very north yeah. i would uh Bebo's boobs would are grow, making me very north I would grow weed instead yeah. <laughs> or that was inappropriate sorry or potentially try some of the English varieties because they're they're definitely further north than uh, than we are as well. So some of the more European style might might work better. Uh, another one that in uh, that at least in uh, in the United States works well in a lot of areas is Cascade because it's pretty disease resistant and stuff like that. So you could try Cascade. You could try some of the English varieties, and I think uh, you know you, you should be able to find one that that would work. Okay. He is uh, on the 48th parallel, if that helps. Is that what he says? Yes. Well, I was just thinking yeah. that. If you don't want to know what to grow, you know, look, you know, look, oh, the, at, look, then, at, your, look at your latitude and just follow it around in whatever countries it crosses. Grow those On the same out. latitude. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or just exactly. buy a bunch of rhizomes. They're like four bucks. 
Just yeah. keep trying and, them all. And see what works. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you have to buy yeah. them? They should be free. <laughs> Actually, they are. You can get some at the USDA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at JP. Look at Mr. Frugal over here. Knows I where know, to get all the free stuff. I know some stuff. Very nice. And things. Uh, all right, here's another question that came through. Uh, Marky V in the chat uh, wants to know if different types of hops need different soil conditions uh, that will actually impart flavor to the hops. That's something that I don't know that's been studied very closely. Um, it Definitely, there are hops that do better in different climates. Uh, many of the the noble European type of hops don't do very well in Yakima because it's too hot here. Soil conditions is something that I personally haven't studied and I'm not sure that, that there is a bunch of research out there. It'd be interesting to find out, but um, as far as soil conditions, really you just want, want good, healthy, kind of open soils. If it's too tight, the roots have a tough time, you know, and... Um, so if you can grow if you can grow other stuff, hops should be able to grow. They're they're pretty resilient, so just like weed. Just grow it anywhere. I'll get it. Right, Chad? Right. Hops hops Hypothes. are a weed, aren't they? Hypothetically. They are. Hypothetically, yes. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here's another soil question about fertilizer though. Hoppy Matt in the chat room says he has Cascade and Mount Hood hops growing in pots now for several years. What fertilizer should I use in the potting mix, he asks. Um, anything with a fair amount of nitrogen. Hops are very, very nitrogen hungry. Um, so n- mostly nitrogen and potassium. Uh, phosphorus of the NPK. Uh, nitrogen and potassium, the N and the K, are the more important of the of the uh, three so anything with uh with a lot of nitrogen if if your hops start kind of looking yellow uh that's an indicator of a nitrogen deficiency a lot of times so just go and you know go to your local garden store and find a good nitrogen potassium fertilizer and throw some on there they'll they'll perk right up and you get that kind of medium to dark green depending on the variety uh you know cascades can get really quite dark green so um it, when they've got enough nitrogen okay that's a good way to that's an easy way to test um mm-hmm. all right one of our listeners josh sent me in a ton of questions for you a lot of really good questions he has another kind of a soil question he wants to know if you have your soil tested and what nutrient mix and soil ph are you looking for in yours we do have our soil tested uh, annually, every field, and we we work with a lab actually in the Midwest uh, to help us design our our fertility program. Um, so but we, uh, you know, depending it depends on what your soil needs, really. Um, so it's tough to recommend things, uh, but we'll use we'll use gypsum, uh, lime. You know, it, nothing really uh, you know wild or different than than most places. So, um, you know, and then as far as soil pH, that's actually a good question. I'm not sure that uh, that I off the top of my head uh, could answer that, but um, you know it. If you're having issues with, uh, you know, with your soil, um, you know, adding some compost and adding some, uh, you know, some good topsoil uh, in and around the plant will certainly help. Um, you know, and, and hops are resilient. You're, 
you have a tough time killing them. So, uh, you know, keep them watered and fertilized and they'll they'll grow anywhere. Believe me, Patrick, I do not have a tough time killing plants, <laughs> including hops. I have killed my share of hops. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, kind of a follow-up question about fertilizer, too, is do you, do you add any fertilizer uh, during flowering, or is it just kind of when, when planting and, and at the beginning? Um, no, we, we add fertilizer throughout the year. Um, okay. You know, early on and, you know, kind of at intervals, depending on what the plant needs uh, throughout the year. You get much past, you know, at least in this area, um, past the first part of August. And the plant really stops taking up a lot of nutrients. So at that point, you're kind of wasting your money. But that's after flowering and cone development has started. And you can add some fertilizers after that. It will take up some stuff. But, uh, you know, it... Once you've got really heavy uh, cones set, the plant kind of starts slowing down. So it, uh, you know, it, and but that that time frame is kind of dependent on where you are and when your hops are blooming and that kind of thing. Uh, around here, you know, where we're at full maturity, you know, variety dependent. But end of August and into September is later than some of the other uh, more southern areas of the United States. So just kind of, you know, it's never going to hurt to add a little more fertilizer. The one thing I will tell you, though, if you've got too much nitrogen going on late, uh, your alpha acid levels will suffer. They'll drop? Yes. Yeah. High, High nitrogen. Um, is been associated with low off acid levels. So um, kind of as you get later into the season, start kind of cutting your uh, nitrogen use down a little bit. Okay, that's a good piece of info. Mm-hmm. How do you guys decide when you want to pick a given variety? I think that's one thing that's tough for the amateur uh, hop grower at home. Once they've figured out that they can actually grow hops and they start getting cones, they don't, they don't know when to pick them. Yeah, the, well, it's tough. It's really tough for the average, uh, you know, home brewer that's grown hops at home because to the way that we test is we go out and we pick a bunch of them and we dry them and we see how much we call it dry matter. Um, essentially, how much water can we drive off from the cone and then what's left? So we go out, pick the cones, weigh them, dry them completely, essentially overnight, 24 hours, and then weigh them again and see what percentage of the starting weight is left. And once you're 25 or so percent, that's pretty good and they're ready to go. Now, if you're growing your own at home, you can't pick enough cones to get a good sample without picking everything. So, Well, Patrick, uh, how much weight are you talking about? Would a pound be enough to our... uh Oh no! I mean, we we're pick, we're picking. I mean, usually right around a hundred cones. So 100 at a cones. gram a cone, a hundred grams, and okay. then of cones, and you know, put them in a food dehydrator or something overnight, uh-huh. uh, and then weigh them again. And that and if that hundred shrinks down to twenty five, you're ready to go. So oh, you could you, you could get a decent sample, yeah, okay. uh, but. Um, and if you don't have a food dehydrator and don't want to invest in it, um, you, you can kind of do it by feel. Um, when they're really kind of soft and spongy and uh, they're not ready yet, it, they'll start firming up and those cones will kind of dry out, so to speak, mm-hmm. and get firmer to the touch. So when they feel like nipples, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember. 
<laughs> Patrick, do you use uh, do you use like a, a a method of drying other than air drying? I know you said you use the like a dehumidifier for your test batches, but what about the main crop? Oh yeah, that's all that's all propane fired. So uh, the harvest facilities, the you know standard harvest facilities, uh, commercially or large stationary buildings. I mean, it's um, one of our essentially biggest capital investments is is in the harvesting facilities. So when we go to dry, we by conveyor lay out beds of hops that are actually about three feet deep. And then we've got um, big propane fired burners with fans that push 140 degree air underneath the bed of hops and dries it out over a course of six to eight hours. Is that as far as you take the process or do you have like a pelletizing facility that everyone, you're kind of like a collective uh, how does that work? Do you pelletize? Do you do supercritical CO2? Are you just uh, um, growing hops? Once uh, at the farm level, after drying, we bale them in 200-pound bales and send them to uh, one of the few warehouses here in the valley. And the warehouses have all the further processing. So uh, we're grower owners of Hop Union and Yakima Chief, both of which have pelleting facilities. Uh, Yakima Chief also does the supercritical CO2 extraction. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, what about a uh, forced light? Uh, you know, like a depot, uh, like the guys are doing Mendocino. Uh, forced lighting, is that necessary? Certain light cycles to flower or... Um, Say for homebrewers, you know, I mean, is that oh, is light I, important? Yeah, I mean, is that... Like, can you, can you turn out a batch in six weeks? You know, like 18 hours versus 24, or, you know, uh, sure. 12 hours uh, versus well, 8. Or, do you use hydro are, on your hops? Hops are definitely day-length sensitive. Uh, the problem I could see with that is having a lighting source that can, you know, handle a... 10 to 8 feet, 18 foot tall plant. Uh, but if you've got it and you're not going to piss your neighbors off, I suppose you could try it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, they are day length sensitive and that's why you've got that band kind of around the globe in the Northern hemisphere, kind of right around the 46 to 48 parallel where most of the commercial hot production is. And it's, it's all day length. Uh, I don't know of anybody that's tried forced light to try to hit that day length right but they they do bloom based on the length of the day Bevo, is this a real question this uh are there any kind of varieties that have hops that can be grown inside or are they just asking about weed (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm just passing you what i'm getting (laughs) i mean because i guess it could be a question if you had 14 foot ceilings in your house (laughs) then you could well they don't have to go up they can you maybe wrap them around a large pole or something and kind of reduce that but it's or just go sideways wrap around the room. But there's not a variety that that doesn't need sunlight all day, right? Right. I mean, you need sunlight and you need ample space for the roots. I don't know if you've ever tried to dig up a hop root that's been there for a few years, but the root ball gets massive, and so I, I don't know. Maybe some of your listeners have uh, have that set up in their house where they've got a right. big six square foot patch of soil that goes three feet deep. But, well, my uh, carpet's pretty fucked up. I probably got some roots <laughs> under there. Uh, my, uh, mushrooms I see you're growing. <laughs> some, yeah. good, some good nutrients. Yeah, you might hops are already growing in there. Probably, you know. They're only growing something in there. Hey, Patrick, I had a question. You guys, for all the hops that you have around, you must have a, a brewing setup, at least a homebrew setup at the at the ranch somewhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we we just uh, put one in uh, yeah. last summer. So we we've got a ten gallon system with some fermenters, and um, so we started actually home brewing on the you know turkey fryer backyard setup a uh, year and a half or so ago, and then uh, and then decided that this would actually be a great way to kind of test out new hot varieties and actually get more than just the rub and sniff kind of evaluation on them and try yeah. them in beers and stuff like that. So get a little drink so, and guzzle instead. Yeah, that's right. So we've, uh, so we've been doing that for going on a year now. It's uh, about 10 months we've been, we've been brewing out at the farm. So it, it's been a very educational experience for us. Patrick told me that he actually brewed a uh, Sierra Nevada celebration clone based on the recipe Steve Dressler gave oh, nice. on the show here last August. Oh, yeah. so, so you did that with your own hops then, Patrick? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Except, actually, I used Cascades that we grew, but the other two hops, if my memory serves... Centennial, maybe? Chinook. Centennial and Chinook, and we don't grow those. So I had to go to uh, Hop Union and uh, pick up some of those <laughs> to exchange. use. But, they must yeah, have looked but, at you funny. You come yeah. in there, hey, I need to buy some hops. <laughs> yeah, some hops. <laughs> Can I get some? So, um, yeah, so it... Uh, How'd it come out? Did you clone uh, it? It came cool. out really well. I I don't know if it was uh, if it was a perfect clone. Um, I, I got a little bit too much sweetness from the high level of crystal malt in the recipe, and I don't know. Maybe it was, mm. it was probably something I did, but uh, but it I found it a little sweet. But the hop character was right on. So Sierra's real good at drying out those beers, even even with a lot of crystal in that. Like I think of Celebration as a, a fairly dry. It's malty. But it's pretty oh, yeah. dry, isn't it? Yeah, it's very well balanced. So that's tough to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was certainly certainly we didn't get it as dry as uh, as it needed to be. Okay. Uh, Scrandy Andy in the chat room wants to know if you have any recommendations for planting hops in pots, which is how I grew my first hops, by the way, and it was a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. The the bigger the pot, the better. Uh, going back to that, the size of the root ball. Uh, if you're going to do it for more than a year um so the bigger the pot the better and then um you know actually something that would help you at some point down the road and it might be a few years but is actually to um kind of scrape away some of the dirt around the root ball and cut the roots back as as the hops being a perennial the they'll continue to grow their roots uh and in the confines of a pot uh eventually it'll get root bound and the plant won't do very well so i would say that you know a few years into it go in and you know cut rhizomes out of it you know cut the you're not going to hurt the plant do it early though do it you know february we try to get out in the fields to cut rhizomes in february and it doesn't hurt the plants at all don't be concerned with that um obviously you don't want to cut them back too far but if you do that you'll kind of get some of that root material out of that pot and uh and the plant will do better over time so do you do you have an almost infinite amount of rhizomes that you guys could cut and sell every year on 750 acres of plants uh well i i guess it depends on your definition of infinite um but some varieties do better with uh kind of root production rhizome production than others so uh you know just it really depends uh but you could cut more than you could possibly sell is i guess what i mean 
Oh yeah, so yeah. you mean sell to like home brewers? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Okay, and, and do you sell your rhizomes? I mean, is that where we get some of our rhizomes when we're going to the homebrew shop? We don't. We've never. Uh, we've never done that. Just, okay. Um, and I. I really don't know why. There are. There are plenty of other growers that do it, and um, and have made that kind of a side business for them. Uh, we. We've never done it though. Okay. Well, I would have to guess that a couple rows of of hops in a field would be satisfy all the demand for rhizome. That's what I'm in thinking. the whole country because he's kind of just yeah. saying, "Go ahead and chop away. You're not going to hurt the plant." Yeah, if you worked, if you, uh, Patrick, if you worked like uh, 20 feet of a of a, a row of hops and, t- and took out the extra rhizomes, how many pounds of rhizomes would there be? How many individual uh, uh, rhizomes would I have? Well, maybe six inches long. I mean, you got, yeah, you know, like good ones yeah, with a few six n- inches nicks, long, yeah, yeah. yeah, six inch pieces. Yeah, again, again, it's pretty variety dependent. You can okay. get doz- dozens off of one plant, though. Yeah. Dozens of the six-inch cuttings. Okay. Uh, so it, it, some varieties are better than others. Citra is one that uh, we've found does not produce a lot of a lot of rhizomes uh, versus you know some of these others, Cascade and these that that are pretty prolific uh, rhizome producers. So um, yeah, okay. Uh, you grow some organic hops, right? That's correct. We've got 16 acres of organics. You do? Okay. So I had some questions come through about that, too. Do you graze animals on the fields to, to help keep down the growth? Uh, in organics? Yeah. We really can't. Uh, the organic rules stipulate that you can't have grazing animals in a field within, like, 90 days of harvest or some. Thing like that. The organic rules are full of things like that that are just kind of arbitrary. Yeah, so, it seems weird to me. Within 90 days of harvest, the hops are so short that if you put sheep or cows or anything out there, they'd eat the hops. So ah. um, when you, like in New Zealand, they run sheep out in their, uh, out in the conventional hops to keep weeds down and stuff like that. Um, but they have more sheep than people in that country, so they've got to have some. <laughs> that's hot. Uh, but, <laughs> but you say that's hot. <laughs> so they're able to they're able to get the sheep out there after the hops have grown up high enough uh, that the sheep won't damage the hops at all. Uh, it's I, I actually. We've got a friend uh, who's a hop grower in New Zealand, and he's sent us pictures of the sheep out in the hops, and it's it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's not common around here. But uh, hmm. but yeah, it, as far as in the organics, no, it, the the rules kind of don't let us. Although it, we we looked into running sheep out there, and that's why I know that it's got this ninety day period. So. Oh, I see. One of our listeners thought he heard, speaking of, of the animals eating the hops, one of our listeners thought he heard a guest of ours say um, that he had mentioned leaving hops in, in the spent grain or something and giving it to cattle and it made the cattle sick. Can can most uh, livestock eat hops? Is it okay? Or hop matter or leaves or any of that? Um, as far as spents go, I I don't know that it would, that it would be a problem. The, generally livestock and animals don't like hops because of the bitterness okay and so i'm not sure it's a sickness thing necessarily because they've there's ongoing research uh you know to include hops in different cattle feeds and stuff like that because the antibacterial properties of the hop Uh, but the problem is is that the alpha acids in the hops make it bitter and the cows won't eat them. 
So it, I, but I know that. Isn't it bad for like dogs too? Didn't I hear that? Uh, yeah. Tasty, you can't feed. I've them. heard that. Yeah, some dogs have a reaction to them. Uh. But, but back to the point. Uh, spent hops and spent grains. To me, they're spent hops. So there can't be that much bitterness left, right? Yeah, and so the, that's why I think that in uh, that spent hops in the in the cattle feed shouldn't be a problem. I know no. that uh, many of the. Uh, Companies in the area that do hop extraction will sell their spent hops after extraction oh. for cattle. Feed. Well, there you go. That's proof that uh, uh, once it's out, they had the alphas out, then it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, at that point after extraction, I'd, it's probably more spent than uh, <laughs> than after brewing because it, uh, it takes everything out, it melts everything out. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know, it's just the vegetative leafy material that's really left. So, yeah. uh, like a volcano, so, like a vaporizer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Tasty? You just put it right in there. You just get the good part. You don't know where it goes. You just know you feel real good when it's gone. There's just nothing left. But what's left in that? Ash or something afterward? Just no, nothing. no ash. It melts the trichomes. It doesn't that are create on, ash. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. This is like burned popcorn is left. Well, that's, that's what the hops... It's probably the hops' natural defenses against being eaten by predators or cows is the bitterness, bitter. right? Yeah. Could be. The same Makes way on the sense. cousin. That's the uh, the trichomes are, are just the same thing. Right? Yeah. Is that right? That's right, right, Patrick? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that the the that's the defense for the for the pot plant because it's going to make the animal just hungrier. <laughs> <laughs> In like an hour, it's just going to eat plant. more. Yeah, nature fucked right? up on that one. Just a bunch of deer and in bags of Doritos laying around. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can eat those gummy worms. Right. <laughs> All right. A um, couple general questions came through, Patrick. Um, oh, you better answer them. Well, here's one, I guess, that assumes that noble varieties of hops are going extinct. Is that right? Is that something that we know? Are noble varieties of hops going extinct? That's a rumor, I think. No, no, I, yeah. I don't think so. Um, okay. There are too many brewers uh, worldwide that still... You know, it, they might become extinct in the American craft brewers brew house, but worldwide, no, not a chance. I, you know, there are too many brewers to this day that uh, still think of American hops as inferior and won't use them because they're, you know, German trained brewers. Right. So of course, German hops are the best hops in the world to those guys. So right. that's not the Germans uh, I know. It's weird. Uh, so, <laughs> right. uh, so I don't think, uh, you know, with respect to the to the noble hops, no, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, uh, that, that came about from when there was a shortage and everyone was planting high alphas because the growers get more money. I, that's what I understand. Per well, and yeah. that was the question. Alphas, that's why so, I said it yeah. assumes that hops. Because the question was this: uh, Do you think that noble hop varieties uh, go extinct due to big brewers wanting high alpha? Um, you know, no. no, I mean the. The big brewers, yeah, they want the high alpha, but they also use a lot of the noble varieties, you know, for whatever aroma additions and stuff like that that they have. So I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I mean, certainly the trend in the macro brewing industry is toward higher alpha hops and more efficient uh, methods of bittering and using these downstream products like Tetra and some of these things that uh, that most craft brewers wouldn't come within a mile of but uh but 
you know, I, I don't think that the that the noble varieties are going anywhere. Certainly, I mean, for German brewers and German trained brewers, they're they're here to stay. Um, you know, that's most of the acreage in Germany. And Germany is the number one hot producing country in the world. Most of it's still in the noble type varieties. They've got a few of these newer high alpha varieties, but they still grow tons and tons of Hallertau and all these other ones. So okay. I think they're here to stay. I don't know if Sam Adams keeps getting bigger. Right. Jim Cook will buy it all. Have yeah. you had the uh, Sam Adams Noble Pills? Talking to me? Anybody. anybody? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Beer. That's, That's a nice beer. This is a, a damn beer. good beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very, very, very good beer. Uh, all right. Anyway. Hey, Patrick, do you guys uh, work with any brewers directly, or is everything that you produce in the fields go through uh, Yakima Chief and Hop Union before they get to the brewer? Um, we g- basically everything goes through Yakima Chief and Hop Union, but we work with Yakima Chief and Hop Union, you know, developing brewer relationships and stuff like that. So in the last few years, we've developed a lot of really good relationships with brewers in the in the industry. And the only brewer that we sell directly to off the farm at this point is Anheuser-Busch. And they've had a grower direct program in place for, you know, going on 30 years. So, um, Are you allowed to tell me what kind of hops they buy? Uh, our our only uh, our only contract with them right now is Willamette. Willamette. Well, actually, that's not true. Willamette and Palisade. Palisade. Okay. Yeah, they're not using all that Simcoe. Apparently, that's going somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It always yeah. surprises me when I hear yeah. about a smaller. Well, not that you're a small patch. Seven hundred fifty acres is a lot. But uh, if you sell to a, to an Anheuser Busch or an InBev, it surprises me that there's any hops left over for anybody else. But it's not even the majority <laughs> of your hops, is it? No, no. Uh, the more majority of our acreage does go uh, to the craft industry. So, um, I think if you look at the statistics, and I can't recite it off the top of my head, but uh, somewhere around a third of the hops produced in the United States for use by U.S. brewers uh, is to the craft industry. So, um, because of the higher hopping rates, sure. so. Uh, we, the U.S. hop industry still is majority export as a whole, mm. um, but uh, our farm is now majority craft. So that's okay. uh, and that's that's a relatively new development. But uh, with our relationship with Hop Union and the growth in the craft industry, I think you're going to actually see more and more growers that are you know kind of getting into that majority craft type of uh, type of deal, just because you know the the craft industry is growing and the yeah. and the other side's not so yeah it uh, seems to me that in my lifetime unless my liver has anything to say about it uh we will see a switch to where it, it, it's definitely much more um a domestic product than an export product yeah it, the trend is certainly that way so uh you know it, it it'll take a while because i think you know something like 70 percent of the crop right now is exported so it'll it'll take a while but uh you know the the trend is is in the direction of the of the domestic craft industry so okay uh, yeah all right i have a few questions about pests and yeah and how to deal with them you know this one's always look just fire me but don't talk to me like that (laughs) right um okay the first question i think this is a good question uh do you have any suggestions for guides on how to determine what pests are damaging our crops um yeah that, well it's, that's a bit of a tough one um because i don't know where you are right so uh, yeah. uh the biggest pests for hops are going to be uh aphids mites 
and powdery mildew and downy mildew. And so wives those, and girlfriends. It, at least in <laughs> at least in those uh, you know, in the major hop growing regions, uh, commercial hop growing regions, those are the four that we deal with the most. Now, there are also viruses and stuff like that that even are tough for the grower to determine what's uh, what's going on. But as far as pests go, aphids and mites are the big two diseases or the fungal diseases. Does the aphid and mites damage look the same on the plant? Mm, not not really. Um, basically, if you take the leaf and turn it over and look on the underside, you'll be able to see aphid with the naked eye. Uh, they're usually green or sometimes black, uh, and they're kind of oval shaped and you know pretty small, smaller than a grain of rice, but still visible to the naked eye. Mites are tougher to see. Uh, sometimes need kind of like a jeweler's magnifying glass, little handheld deal. That's how we uh, jeweler's in- loop. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So we'll got the Jew. With of the course, knows what the jeweler. How many diamonds has he looked at the cutting <laughs> Do you know structure? How many of uncles that? in New York? Uh, everybody that, gr- everybody right. that grows has got a loop. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Uh, so that's a, that's the best way to look for mites, and mites are more circular shaped, and often will have spots on their back, and they're kind of opaque greenish kind of color. So, mm-hmm. um, but for controlling them. Uh, you know, you can go to your local garden store and pick up organic or conventional insecticides that'll take care of them. Of course, conventional ones are a little more effective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess the the question was, uh, you know, which kind of herbicides uh, uh, and, and weed killers also. Um, weed killers, yeah. yeah. Um, the weed DEA. killers, yeah. I mean, it, you can use Roundup, just don't spray it directly on the plant. Uh, that'll. Oh. That can uh, can have an impact. It, it, unless you hit it really hard, it won't kill the plant, but it can you know it can do some damage. Um, but you know any uh, you know I, I don't personally know what herbicides are available to the you know kind of home gardener, um, yeah. and if like AIM and some of these that we use are available, you know, the ones that, the ones that we use a lot of are AIM and select. So if you have access to those, those are two of the good herbicides. As far as, uh, insect control, um, you know, it, your local garden store will have, have good stuff. We use, uh, imidacloprid for aphids, um, and for mites, abamectin or some, some of these other ones. But, uh, it, your local garden store will have stuff specifically for those. And for organic, uh, you know, for the listeners that are interested in, in organic, um, insect control neem oil yes. and insecticidal soap are the two best that i've found yeah neem works really well for aphids and i've con- had to fight those before on my hop plants at home i can vouch for that it helps with the uh, mites too yep yep and, and actually for uh helping to control fungus as well uh oh. so if you have powdery or downy mildew problems neem oil will it, it'll help it's it's um, you know, organic fungicides are not uh, are not the best, but uh, neem oil is a good one. Just don't use it if it's going to be really hot because it can be phytotoxic to the plant, and you'll actually burn the leaves oh, yeah. with the oil. And same thing with insecticidal soap. The kind of irony of insecticidal soap is it works better when it's hotter because <laughs> it helps dry out. It's essentially, it dries out the insect and kills it that way, but once it gets about 90 degrees or above, uh, you can start 
uh, actually burning the plant. Hmm. Okay. The small growers that have, you know, they just have a few hobby plants in their backyard. Trimming back the foliage near the near the ground actually helps a lot too. A lot of people forget to do that, and that can really limit the insects from getting a foothold in the first place. Yeah. Yep. Certainly, we we do uh, we do some of that. Um, you know, chemically burn it back. Um, to help control actually both insects and fungus because especially late in the year down at the ground level that's where you get a lot of the new growth that insects and funguses really like uh so as as the year goes on you see some of that new fresh growth coming up you're not going to get any cones off it just cut it away all right and a question came in, what is the minimum amount of daylight exposure needed for hop growing? This listener says, I'm in Spokane, Washington and want to start growing, but my house is at a screwed up angle when it comes uh, to north-south <laughs> facing. Mm, um, yeah, I mean, if you've got anywhere, I guess it, the answer for him would be uh, would be the... Wherever in your yard you get the most amount of sun that you can grow the hop, that's where you want it. Uh, you know, in a commercial sense, we don't have anywhere where we've got you know any sort of blockage of the sun at any point in the day. So the more sun, the better. I, I actually at my house have a couple of cascade plants that are kind of in a similar situation. They're uh, you know up against a, a garage wall that. Um, so they're on the west side of the wall. So for about half the day, they don't really get uh, they don't really get much sun, and they they do fine. Um, you know, they're they're not going to be as big and healthy as something that's full sun throughout the day. But uh, but they do fine. I'm looking at them right now, actually, and they're you know seven feet tall. So they're they'll they'll be all right. Okay. All right. But and- the more the better. Okay, and we're running out of time, Patrick. So I just I, a couple more questions in, and uh, then we got to get going. But you're Patrick. By the way, you're just awesome, man. You're a wealth of information. We got to have you back on again and just yeah. narrow down the topics for you too, and just get in depth about one thing. You're doing a great yeah, job. That'd be great. That'd be great. And actually, uh, open invitation to you guys to come up here if you're ever up in the Yakima area and want to. Oh see hell it yeah! Great. I'd love to see it. I th- yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think JP and Nate are talking about going up to the the Hop Union thing. Absolutely, Hop School. Yeah, the Hop School. And so maybe yes. they can come knock down your door uh, yeah. around that time. That'd be actually, rad. To do a tour. Um, actually, yeah, the uh, the Hop Union Hop and Brew School uh, does tours out at our farm. Um, oh, great! As, oh, awesome. as yeah. a part of the Hop and Brew School, so it's cool. a great event. Uh, they do it for home brewers as well. There's two sessions: one for craft brewers, one for home brewers. So we'll be at both. It, anybody that uh, anybody that's listening that would be interested, uh, it, it's open to open to anybody, and it's it's a great event. They get great speakers. Uh, Steve Dressler's spoken at it for a number of years. Uh, people from White Labs and various uh, you know malt suppliers will be in and. Uh, talking about brewing and then uh you know touring the hot facilities and the farm and everything during harvest it's it's really a great event so Beautiful. and it's open open to anybody i just want to come drive the tractor but since you don't have one <laughs> i'll just come play fetch oh the no we, we, we do have plenty of tractors so <laughs> oh, i'm yeah, there they're not have a tractor <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Right. I, so I have a yeah. protractor look at you out there Okay, uh, and and actually bringing up that you know that that the public can go to those things. The other question was, uh, how does the home brewer support your ranch? Our listeners really like to support our guests, and and they didn't know if they could buy small quantities of hops from from you or or tell people to buy from you. Is there any way we can help support the ranch? Um, 
keep on brewing you know brew hoppy beers drink hoppy beers that's that's the best way to to support <laughs> us and to support the industry as a whole it's a good uh, answer patrick yeah you know, it, i mean we we don't sell directly off the farm like that um but you know you'll start seeing in your homebrew shops uh on the pellet and leaf hop packages, uh, Brewcraft I know is doing it with the Hop Union logo on there now. Hop Union's doing the packaging and uh, and you know uh, distribution for Brewcraft. So uh, you know if you see that Hop Union logo, that's uh, that's a good way to support uh, our business, our industry, and uh, you know just keep brewing, keep using hops, keep keep drinking hoppy beer. That's the best way. Okay, great. And uh, uh, same listener wants to know: uh, Do you offer, you know, private tours if we bring beer? Not, not our listeners. If they bring you beer, would you give them if, tours? If they bring me beer, yeah. well, yeah, depending on how good the beer is. Sure. <laughs> that's another good answer. First we taste, then we use the tour. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I give you a tour of the shit house for this one. That's all you get. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're a little busy today. Yeah, yeah the tour. You missed the last tour there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. If the beer is good enough, you want to check out my bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> it's like nine in the morning. No, the you last tour ended at eight forty-five. You put him to work. Yeah. Oh, you got to train these vines here first, and then we'll uh, think about it. All right, That's I guess right. this guy Steele in the chat room is bitching at at Bevo about making sure I ask his question, but I don't really understand his question. I'm just gonna try to read it to you here, Patrick. Okay. What kind of hops would grow best in acidic? Oh, here we go. Acidic soil such as. Um, Soil that that used to be in a pine swamp. Ooh, that is a problem that I've never had. Um, we're in the desert, and I think that's about the opposite of a pine swamp. Uh, right? Yeah, I. You know, that's that's going to be one of those things that uh, that you know maybe you just try four or five different varieties. You know, the first year and see which ones do well. That's a that's a tough that's a tough question I'm sorry that I don't have a better answer <laughs> for him yeah, uh, I'm sorry I've never grown yeah. in a pine swamp before <laughs> I don't even know what a pine swamp is yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be expected to Patrick oh, yeah. when you do have a question though, who do you who do you call do you go to Oregon State is that where your resource is who who are the hop uh, schools there up there the universities yeah it's it's tough I mean it's it's such a small industry that you know the especially in our area being a very you know highly productive tree fruit industry and the tree fruit industry being much bigger than the hop industry around here. Uh, Most of the university research has gone away from hops, but Oregon State University and Washington State University do still do good research on hops. Um, You know, they're doing a lot of research on, uh, on diseases and insects and how, you know, the different products that we use to control say powdery mildew what impact those have then on the mite populations and stuff like that so we we work very closely with uh with both washington state university and oregon state university to uh you know develop best practices uh on the farm level so that's where we get most of our information um you know uh otherwise google google <laughs> answers a lot of questions that sure. i have um Hang on, so, how do you spell that G O. <laughs> Good. There's an umlaut in there, I know, somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Go, go. I love that. All right. Patrick Smith from Loftus Ranches, everybody, a hop supplier. Patrick, thanks so much, man. You've been great. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It's, it's been a lot of fun. 
Well, we'll definitely be calling you back because uh, this hop topic is just something that comes up well every year around harvest time and grow time and planting. And planting time. Time. I mean, just every and then and then every time there's a shortage and every time there's a new hop. So I really would love to have you on. You you just been great, man. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and with regards to both those, we could we could have a two hour conversation about shortages and uh, and new varieties as well. There's there's a lot of a lot of interest in both of those uh, both of those topics. So I'm uh, I'd be happy to come back on uh, at any point. So awesome, great. We'll be calling you. Thanks, man. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, Patrick. Bye, take care. Yep. You too. Later, See ya. Loftus Ranches, everybody, check it out. And uh, a great guest. You know, we've yeah. talked to Ralph several times. I love talking to Ralph too. Oh. It's nice to hear another hop grower. You know, a farmer in mm-hmm. here. Ralph uh, from yep. Hop Union. Actually, he's not even. I think he's retired now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's on the the supplier side. But it's just great to talk to to a farmer. I think Patrick sounds like he really knows what he's doing. So Moscow told me he's a fan of the show too. He, he must yeah. Have, he not only that, he's a uh, he's actually like a semi family friend. I heard about him from my dad. Who was oh, like, is that right? Yeah, it's like his, cool. he's got like a new social circle up in the Washington where he moved a few years ago. He's and, trying to break out from the Jew circle. No, a lot, a lot of Jews in his new social circle. Too. Oh, yeah, I they, just mean they new, own all different. the land. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, hey, my you know my I met this guy and his son in law runs this business and got in touch with him that way. So thanks, pops. Yeah, nice work, old man. Hmm. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a break. At the break, you'll hear uh, Moscow's announcements. No longer Chad's announcements. We stole them from Chad. How about I that? I stole them from Chad. Well, <laughs> that way we get... Uh, I said we. Oh. Yeah. Unless you want to claim that you stole them from Chad. I said we stole them from Chad. And that, that way we get longer breaks is really what ends up <laughs> happening. We get to go drink beer with Chad instead of listening to him read us. So that's why you're interested in having him every week. No, it's because you're breaks. so talented as, you. a, yeah. as a voiceover Thank you. talent yeah. friend. Thank guy. you. Guy friend. Right, Bevo? That I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about this Alabama homebrew legislation. Oh, get uh, ready for this. Moscow has a bunch of clips of audio. Uh, we heard of it from our listeners and from the Brewing TV guys. They put up a video this week uh, with some clips or uh, from from what happened in the Alabama Congress. Oh, man. I guess. It's some pretty interesting stuff. Also, we, you know, you got to help us test out this new phone system. Let's see if it works. 888-401-BEER. We'll take Drunk of the Week calls. We'll do this Alabama legislation if you want to chime in on that. Uh, otherwise, just hit the chat now button on the homepage and get your commentary over to us. We're going to try to wrap up here in the next 45 minutes or so. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? 
Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. Hoptech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit hoptech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. Hoptech.com. Here, Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we could think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Scott the Jew here with the Brewing Network's announcements for Sunday, June 12th. First up today is the 11th annual Bell Tower Brew Fest. It's in Placerville, California. It's coming up on Saturday, June 25th. Starting at 6 p.m. on Historic Main Street. Over 35 breweries pouring 
Tickets are 30 bucks in advance or $35 at the door. There'll be tons of live music and great food. Tickets are limited, so get yours today by going to PlacervilleDowntown.com or calling 530-672-3436. Next up, it's the 2011 Ohio Brew Week Homebrew Competition, organized by the Athens Homebrew Club. Entries for this one will be accepted from June 17th through July 1st. Judging for the competition will take place on Saturday, July 9th at the Grove Center in Athens. It's $7 per entry, only $5 per entry after the first one. You can go to ohiobrewweek.com for more information. Also for Ohio residents, there's a homebrew competition for the Ohio State Fair. The State Fair takes place July 27th through August 7th. If you go to ohiostatefair.com, go to competitions and click on homebrew, you can read all the details about that one. The River Valley Ale Raisers Homebrew Club presents the All-American Brew-Off. It's coming July 23rd to the Cancer Support House in Fort Smith, Arkansas. $7 per entry for this one. Cash prizes will be rewarded to top-placing beers. What to enter? It's simple. Anything American. If it has American or California in the style name, enter it and they will judge it. The deadline for entries is July 9th. Please call or email Lucas at 479-459-6264 or LucasStoltz at Cox.net. That's S-T-O-L-T-Z. And finally, the Beer Barons of Milwaukee. They're conducting the 2011 German Fest Homebrew Competition, German Beer Only. $6 per entry. They'll be accepted June 30th through July 17th. Judging will take place at the House of Hamburg in Milwaukee on July 30th, and the Best of Show will be announced July 31st at the Summerfest grounds. The Best of Show beer will be ramped up and brewed by the Milwaukee Brewing Company for serving at the Milwaukee Ale House. Check out beerbarons.org for more information. That wraps up another round of announcements, and until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, L'chaim.
me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Alright, looks like we got some homebrew to try, huh? Fuck the homebrew. This evil twin rocks. It's good, right? Oh, my oh, God. Man. It's amazing. Yeah, I went and poured another big goblet of that, too. Yeah. It's a drinker. Right. Real bright hop flavor. It's awesome. Well, speaking of good things, fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been yeah. fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you can't resist. Go to adamneve.com and for a limited time only get 50% off just about any item. That's not all. You select one item at 50% off. You'll also receive three free adult DVDs. Mm. Three. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I sat something in my teeth. Oh, it's like a uh, pine swamp. For a little inspiration. Plus a free gift so sensual we can't mention it on the internet. That means it's good, I guess. It means real good. Um, top it off. Uh, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Uh, so I go just, just whatever. Just go check out AdamandEve.com and buy a bunch of dildos and lingerie and stuff. You get uh, one item at fifty percent off. Uh, you get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs. And um, how's your crate of dildos going, Nate? Good. Good. Ready to go, man. So ready to go. Yeah. Trying to get those numbers up. Yeah. Shipping down in HC, man. Right. right by his uh, hoppy thing. There'll be plenty of dildos there. I know Moscow's girlfriend's been... They're <laughs> <laughs> real pickle fest. Right. And most of them are all listeners. Most yeah. of them are attached to you guys. Yeah, most of them are going to want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them will be in Tasty's entourage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the code word to how you know you're a B&Army listener. Just I walk love. up to Tasty and go... <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> Yeah, Moscow's girlfriend's been sick lately, poor girl. He's oh, probably not better. getting to have any fun with that whole crate of lingerie or whatever the hell he ordered for her. Up until like a week and a half ago, but the last, you know, ten days. Back yeah, on top? Back on top. Well, <laughs> on top sometimes, but usually it's from, you know, bottom. You're, 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 you're trying. <laughs> yeah, she's back in front. All right. Go to adamandeve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And uh, support us by buying, buying naughty things, I guess, is what the deal is. That's what happens. All right, 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number that you can use to give us a ring. Uh, we're, we're testing it out. Get, you know, Give Bevo a break uh, this time around as she learns how to answer multiple phone calls. Uh, let's face it. She's never been the sharpest tool in the shed. And, and it's been, <laughs> well, sometimes it's been difficult for her to answer one phone call. Um, wait, where I, am I? I don't want a pizza. Oh, wait, you called me. You know, I'm sure she's going to do a great job, and um, we can take some phone calls yeah. for the remainder of the show. Eventually. So. John from Cincinnati's on the phone. Yeah, this is Steve from Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, poor girl. It's not easy yeah. sometimes. I, I remember I used to do... Uh, Actually, it is easy. It's answering Kind of easy, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, you've never done four lines for one and had to type in the info and tell, uh, you know, make sure that the host knows how to do it. So I'm going to start again and say, it's not easy. When I used to do it for one of the CBS shows, we had this financial show I used to produce. Yeah. It's a big fat pain in the ass is what it is. You got people calling and yelling in your ear. You got to write to the host. You got to get them on hold. You got to tell them. So it takes a little getting used to is what it is. So bear with her. 
Um, I'm sure Beva will do just fine. Now you have this big board that's lighting up. Are you kidding me? I'm already screwing up. I'm not worried about Beva. I'm worried about Beva. You want to just tell me who's on line one and I can just take it? Line one is Drew. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. I think. (laughs) Good start, Beva. But I can't figure out how to put line two on hold while line one's already on hold. Yeah, it's probably Drew Beecham, though, right? I got a little announcement for us. I know. I still have you on hold. Let's see if this whole situation works. Drew, what's happening, brother? Hey, not much. I figured I'd uh, call in and uh, ask for a favor. Yeah, you got it. We're going to be seeing Drew next week down at NHC, and he's been helping to organize the hospitality suite and that whole situation for us. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be doing us a bunch of favors next week. I can do you one favor, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm currently are, finishing up a keg number 26 of favors right now. <laughs> I, said, um, I bet. Yeah. What do you got? So... Uh, here, here's the here's the whole story. Um, uh-huh. I'm writing a, another article for Zymergy. I'm sure everybody's shocked. <laughs> what? Yeah, Drew's writing again. Yeah. So um, the story this time is, uh, you know, I mean, every time I go to one of these beer festivals, I I, I make beer. It's the only reason they let me into these things. Um, and. What I found myself doing this year was uh, we're coming up on Southern California Homebrewers Festival, and I had no beer ready. So uh, quickly kind of scrambling together, trying to figure out, oh, shit, the Southern California Homebrewers Festival is in a week. What am I going to do? And I threw together a really nice uh, mild ale that worked out really well. And so that got me to thinking about the fact that, you know, we spend all this time, you know, as homebrewers taking all this care, you know, a week in the primary, two weeks in the secondary, you know, then time to package. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we just don't have that. And so what I'm looking for is uh, everybody's tips. Okay. So you need tips on how to turn around a beer quick. Am I getting this right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to know, I want to know everybody's, everybody's specialties. What, what have they done? Yeah, like, did you turn, a, did you turn a, an IPA around in seven days and it was the best thing you ever did? How would you do it? Yeah, uh, and so to help out with that, I'm going to put a thread on the forum to use. Uh-huh, okay. So can I just point out what uh, about six years of community college and two years of broadcasting uh, studies <laughs> did? It took Drew's whole story. Oh, you got to be Really? Me. It took Drew's whole story and turned it into... So you need tips on how to brew beer fast, right? <laughs> well, he didn't tell you he was going to give you the whole story. Right. I'm about 40 grand in debt to learn how to do that. I think it works. It I'm, I'm kind of happy with well. the trade-off. It's pretty good. All right. So Drew Beecham <laughs> needs to know. Uh, I, ho- I, I swear to God, I hope that was Drew's phone that hung up on us. Otherwise, I'm so kicking too. Moscow in the nuts just because I need someone to take it out on. Can't blame it on Comcast, For no reason. Yeah. Other, look at Chad had to take it when he was producer, and now sure. you have to take it. It's your fucking fault. Take it like a mile. <laughs> that very well could have been me, but I don't really know how. Okay. So, with those boobs. Well, no I'll tell cares. you this. You had all lines lit up, and now only one line is left, so you just hung up on two other no, callers. No, 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 no. The, the third line I meant to hang up on, and then I don't know what happened with the fourth line. All right. Did you hit that drop button? On purpose, though, because he wasn't calling to talk to Justin, just talking to me. All right. Drew's probably going to call back and tell us how we can contact him. It sounded like maybe he wanted us to post on the forum. You can check out thebrewingnetwork.com, click the forum button, and look for uh, Drew's... Uh, a, a post, oh. and um, and then you could give him ideas on how to turn over beer quickly. Tasty's turned over beer quickly before, I think. Six days, uh, yes. Must have some tips for him. I do have some tips. I don't uh, know why he didn't email me, but whatever. I don't think he emails. <laughs> I don't think he emails. No, no, I've been in his Drew's other articles. He's okay, been in his other you. articles. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. the same one. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. High gravity, wasn't it? Or yep, I, yep, I yep, did right? gra- yep, yep. Hey, Drew. Did you hang up? 
That doesn't sound like Drew, does it? It's a Hawaiian. Aroha. <laughs> <laughs> now he's Japanese. I think it's Obama. Chad. It's, it's, oh. it's, Chad, I got your golf clubs. Oh, it is Hawaiian. Wow. Is that Bill? That's oh, Bill. Bill. Oh, it's Bill. I said it was, you said it was Drew, Bebo. That, by the way, is easy to do. Get the name right? Uh, no, I know. I think... Okay, so I was talking to Bill, but he didn't clarify that he wanted to talk to you guys. I just thought he was talking to me, so when we were done talking, I hung up on him. <laughs> Got it. I thought I was just special. Uh, what's happening, Bill? Are you coming to San Diego next week or what? Yeah, that's for sure. No, I did say goodbye to Bebo, and I hung up. Then I called again. Aha, yeah. uh-huh, see? Great. Well, so far, I'm glad you did. All right, what can we do for you? Are you just calling to tell Chad you have his clubs? No, I'm drinking. Oh. <laughs> oh. We're going drunk of the week. Oh, it's drunk of the week. All right. Oh, we can't do that yet? I'll call no, back. No, 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 no you're good. You're good. Let's, let's lay it on the line now. If uh, someone can just write it down for us. Uh, why don't you tell us what you have? But you sound like you've been drinking, Bill. I'll tell you that. No, I haven't. I but do not. I had, those, I had these Negro Mandela's, but Tad said they're Negros. They are Negros, Negros yeah. Yes. Terrence the Black yeah. doesn't like it when you call them Negro Mandela's. But, but Negro in Hawaii is Popolo. Okay. So I've had six Popolo <laughs> no, Modellos. Six of them, huh? Yeah. And then I had a 650 of the Orchid White from Brewery. Mm. But then I got a little yeasty on the last glass, so I'm letting that settle out. Is that what happened to the last 100 mils? <laughs> yeah, the last 100 mils, it's kind of like, <laughs> like a starter. But, so then I, I went to Oregon two weeks ago to see my kid. That's why I'm not going to NHC. And I got this Jolly Pumpkin Bam beer, and I'm drinking that now. That's a good beer, is what that is. It's yeah. got a doggy on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a cute little doggy on it. Did you talk to it's you? Got, it's got like the dog, it's like the, the, what was the, the little spanky guy? I just want to uh, pat Beethoven's him. Beethoven's Fifth. I just want to pat him all Beethoven's nice. Beethoven's Fifth, right. Thank you, yeah. I just want to take him for a walk. All right, Bill. Is that it? Well, I just want to shout out to uh, America. America. <laughs> we, you're, in, you're in America, baby. In Hawaii, we appreciate America. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> and, and the sun's still up here, so I'll, I'll go back later. Drunk. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Bill. Hey, good job on the phones there, Bebo. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, brother. Thanks for calling in. And another thing. In uh, America, we love Americans. What a great guy. All right. Yeah, hey, Drew, are you back guy. with us? Yeah, I'm back. There we go. Hella sick. I'm getting this. Nice work, Steve. <laughs> you're doing a good job. See, your learning curve is small. Short. Not like He's about the only thing that's small these days. So how can oh. people contact you? Oh. How can people contact you with their stories, Drew? Uh, I'm going to put a forum thread up on the uh, in the beer radio section on uh, the Brewing Network. But really the whole idea is, you know, hey, let's uh, see about turning that beer around in a hurry. So... Let's see about that. Let's see about that shit. Yeah. Great. Put it up, and um, hopefully our listeners will respond. When When is the due date of this article, Drew? Because I know you're going to miss that. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk to Joel about that. Uh, no, it's the end of next month, so I've got some, we've got some time to get some ideas out there. We've got some time to experiment around, um, and hopefully by then uh, everything will be working, including the phones. All right. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thanks, Drew. Uh, post in the forum and let us know when you do. We'll send a tweet or something and help you out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week, man. Later. I'll think about it Bye. anyway. Okay. And Kevin, what's happening, brother? How are you? Hey, Kevin. 
Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on, man? Hello? Hey, brother. Hello? Oh, hello? Again with the hellos, huh? Hi. Uh, we hear you. It's like a robo clear. Hello, can you hear me now? Hey, Kevin, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I am behind enemy lines. Yeah? Uh-oh. Why? Uh, yeah, I'm in Northern Alabama at an undisclosed location, currently drinking felony illegal homebrew. Ah, <laughs> you lawbreaker. Right. What a jerk. Well, you, in, in, hypothetically, you are. You why no? Your state kind of blows, man. Well, I got to admit. Hypothetically, no, I am until I find where I'm at, and then hypothetically, I am. Well, we are uh, bringing the FBI in on this, so don't worry, they'll find you. Oh man. Yeah, Kevin. You would do that, JP. Kevin, your state it. blows, man. What's oh, going on over God, there? God, it's horrible. Oh man, Alvin Holmes is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the audio. Alvin Holmes is an idiot. All right, you want to stay on the line here and, and yeah. all right, hang on the line here, Kevin. Uh, sure. So, so here, Moscow, give us the background. What am I about to play? So, um, listener sent me a clip. Uh, William sent me a clip to the uh, video that the Brewing TV guys posted on YouTube earlier this week, and it was a it was audio from a, a debate that happened on the floor of the Alabama legislature. Okay, uh, which is tra- in a field somewhere, I'm sure. Well, I think a uh, swamp. I thought. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But anyway, they uh, they're they're trying to pass this legalized homebrewing bill. It's one of only a few states left that it's still illegal. So they've been trying to legalize it. I think for three straight years. Uh, and this was the this was the debate amongst the legislature. Hey, should we you know should we legalize it? Should we not? And so I I pulled some audio from the guys that were arguing against legalization. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before I play, Chad, can you do me a solid and, and get our guests some chairs here? I can't stand them being so uncomfortable. Sure, sure, We've got to get them to sit in the studio. We have, we have uh, uh, John from Australia is is in today, and uh, you know he's been a sponsor. He's from the <laughs> grain, grain, and gr- grain and Grape out there. Grain and Gripe. Grain and Gripe. Yeah. Been a sponsor of the program before. And, today, you know, just plodding along at Grain and Gripe. You know, it's a it's a national holiday in Australia today, so I fully yeah. expect to listen to, to get some of our listener callers. It's National Drinking Day. I don't, I don't know what holiday it is, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's. A, I've yeah. been told it's a day off. And National Drinking Day. It's National Drinking. Yeah. That's every day. I thought. No. Uh, so I fully expect to hear some drunken Aussies on this on this program today. And then, of course, we have Chris from Heretic hanging out with us too. All right. So here's the bill being presented by uh, the sponsor of the bill, Mac McCutcheon. He's a personal hero of mine. It's, <laughs> it's well, he is. Right. He is now. <laughs> he is now. All right. Here's the bill. That isn't a porn star. He has a good name. Let's see what we get here. Solid, manly name. Hey, that's his video. All right. On page 49 of the calendar, House Bill number 266 by Representative McCutcheon. The gentleman from Madison, Mr. McCutcheon. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. This bill is uh, dealing with homebrewing of uh, adult individuals that would like to homebrew beer, mead, cider, and table wine at their home. There's a federal law that allows people to do this, and there's 45 states already that have this legislation in place. These are not the folks that get intoxicated, that go to bars. These are people that enjoy the hobby of brewing. Once we got this bill booming, I realized that the state has a lot of home brewers. With that in mind, Mr. Speaker, I'd like to ask for a BIR. So then they proceeded to debate this this introduction. Should we legalize it? Should we not? And so I... Isn't he wrong about that? There isn't it more than forty-five states now, or is there? Are there still five illegal states? No, he's wrong about the part where getting drunk and going to bars. Well, <laughs> oh, he's definitely wrong about that yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, we're, 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 I thought no, that too. I mean, that. I don't know if it was my place to chime in at that moment about that, but <laughs> is there still five states where it's that, illegal? I was wondering about yeah, that too. Yeah, I, I, thought thought it was, I thought it was down to two or three. Yeah, I thought it was. Two I think it is down to two or three. Yeah. we're sure that this isn't an old debate, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. 
to master. Well, it's the first of many misstatements and you know, right. facts that aren't yeah. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the proponent is probably wrong. All right, who would you like to listen to first? Let's Mas- see. Play, Mas- play, uh, play Richard Laird first. All right. Uh, 45 yeah, states. Chair recognizes the gentleman from Randolph, Mr. Laird. Dick. Laird. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Now, I understand what Representative McCrutchen has said. He said a lot of people, it's a hobby to them. It's a group of professional people that like to make their own beer. Now, when I was growing up, I had a fellow live next door to me who brewed homebrew in the bathtub. He had a little corking machine, and he had a little, little homebrewing business. He had been in prison for a long time, and he made it with socks and bread. Well, and also, uh, realistically, uh, he wasn't using that bathtub for bathing, so uh, he did it for for beering. And his wife was okay with it because she would drink directly from the bathtub. Much like their dog. It's like that Rat Pad place. They got one of them corking machines. I've seen it. Now, if this bill passes, every house in Alabama could turn into that Rat Pad in Pachico. I don't know if you've heard of it. there in the brew world network of things now by making beard does he mean making meth because i'm pretty sure that's what you do in a bathtub well i think we're going to find out that the opinion uh, among the legislature in alabama is that we are uh, doing the equivalent of making it's all very it starts getting religious so let's hear more from a democratic representative laird you know they're democrats in alabama i know what (laughs) let's see but it was strictly illegal. Really, there's no such thing as anything that's immoral or sinful any longer in our society. You know, cause accidents on the roads and because they're intoxicated. That seems to be the norm in our society, and we've accepted Yeah. Anything? Now, we've accepted it. Have we accepted it? Drunk driving is legal, apparently, in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's probably okay there, yeah. Sure. Well, it's the only way they can procreate, I think. I mean, if you start letting them brew beer in their bathtub, what is next? You're going to let them just walk down the street with their wiener hanging out? <laughs> There's nothing acceptable anymore? Then you this won't goes go- to show you how uh, worldly they are. The only analogy he has is what his neighbor does. I mean, it's not like he right. knows anything yeah. about the whole thing. And that yeah. was that's when he was growing up, too. That's not even now. He's right. Not even about now. That's no, 89,000 years yeah, ago. that was 1949. Back during Prohibition. Yeah. When the earth was cooling, my neighbor, <laughs> he would take some rocks and put them in the bathtub, and all his dirt now, would wash off. What, now, what, what did this thing fail by? Didn't it fail by like 45-2 well, or something? We'll, we'll hear it at sounds the like end. It, we'll find out. Sounds yeah. like it failed uh, a lot earlier than that. But, you but, bring up a good point, Tasty. Uh, Mr. Speaker. I would like to bring some evidence to the yeah, table. Right. My, My neighbor's neighbor. uncle's sister's brother, <laughs> Jimmy Dean Bohan, yeah. she used to brew in her bathtub. Thank you. I will sit down now. That's it. That was the whole argument. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I would like to second that motion by saying I am a retard. I would love to. All right, I let's don't do my research. Let's see what else. But I want to tell you, this, this bill allows, I believe, to... Any individual to make up to a hundred gallons per year that we can make and consume without any licensure, without any old. What's a lozenger? Lozenger. It's, it's when, when you have a sore throat, you suck on the thing, and that's it makes you feel it better. I think it's a guy who sells those. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lozenger. Oh. <laughs> lozenger. Signed by any government entity. They can transport it supposedly to wine tasting events, to Ooh. festivals. Oh, God, no. Who's going to monitor that? 
You know, we have people that live on the streets that go into your local Dollar General store and buy shaving lotion. I didn't know you could get Anything high on shaving they- lotion. Me neither, but I'm going to fucking try it. I'll tell you, you that right now. You have some in the house right now, right? <laughs> I might. Can I, can I go get it? Which bathroom is it in? No, look at Chad. Nobody's left in the house that shaves anymore. <laughs> so I don't think we have any shaving lotion. Shaving lotion? Is that really what happens in Bama? They really get all messed up on Goofer. And right. They go to shaving lotion and you know, shaving lotion. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but them homosexuals, they go buy Vaseline at the store. For and you high. want us to be able to homebrew? And you can smell it on them, too. That's how I know. <laughs> I smell one right here in this room. Uh, Mr. Spaker, I smell one. I can smell the Vaseline. Every homebrewer's house i ever been to smelt like Vaseline. Yeah. Well, you can't trust them. They're probably commies, too. Since <laughs> homebrewing is so much if it's easier cheap than, enough, uh... they'll buy Right. And this is going to be your first test vote on just opening this state up for whatever. It's going to... Is this the first argument wow. I've ever heard that calls homebrewing the, the gateway drug? Gateway drug, I think so. We've now, it's now the gateway drug. Yeah. To shaving lotion. Uh, it's the it, old leads, old it leads directly to uh. Gillette, Justin. <laughs> yeah. You know, it starts with homebrew. It ends up with shaving lotion and Vaseline all over my sweet, tight ass. That's what happens. <laughs> and I've done my research. I've been doing this thing to myself for 25 years, and I'm a freak. <laughs> right. I want right. to tell you, I yeah. am a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I will do it for free in front of your kids. <laughs> I rent my I rent myself out as a clown, and I do things to myself for children <laughs> because I smell too much shaving lotion. Be a vote that could come home to haunt you. I've probably got one of the biggest bootleggers in my district under this legislation. Oh, he's going to be very happy. I can just see my bootlegger now creating an event and inviting all the community. All the, I can hear that uppity bootlegger right now. It's How close is this rhetoric to, to every line in Blazing Saddles right now? Right. That uppity bootlegger, you ain't going to let him in her community, are you? I just, I brought this uh, this cherry pie. I'm sorry for all that uppity bootlegger talk. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. okay, ma'am. He said that was his bootlegger. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like, like a I got my bootlegger. Yeah. By the way. He's got a bootlegger down in the basement. So wait if, the bootlegger. He, if he knows that he has one of the biggest bootleggers in Alabama and his district, why the fuck isn't he doing something about that? Right. Well, and this is bootlegging. It's not. I mean, these are these people too dumb to realize well, what the difference is. He won't now, get listen. The, he won't I don't get the want the payoff bo- anymore. Then right. it's going to be legal. No, he won't get the payoff from the. Bootlegger, oh, he's going to be so. very happy. Now, I don't want to be too hard on bootlegging. Don't get me wrong. I love me some NASCAR. God bless it. <laughs> Wouldn't have it without it. But this is just like the next step to it, you know. And then he says. What's the next thing he's going to do? Invite out the whole community to for some kind of... For a beer tasting? For a beer... Can you imagine? A bootlegging. He's not even saying beer. No, I, he can, said, I think he said tasting. I can just see the festival now. Yeah, Everyone but back up a bit. Fun. See my bootlegger now creating an event <laughs> and inviting all the community for a beer tasting? Uh. Oh, no. And can you imagine if a lot of people, a lot of grown adults got together... <clears throat> And had a beer tasted in your community? By the way, he's saying bootlegger, and it sounds like after boot, there's an in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How uh, close to... Look at that dirty boat runner. <laughs> this the guy in my district's a boat runner. I said the sheriff is a mayor. What did he say? I think he said the sheriff is a boat maker. Is a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I can see the sales wow. of our ABC stores dropping. 
Yeah. Oh, now that's oh. the other. Now, mm. well, now isn't that the message of his entire argument? Right. By the way, <laughs> decrease tax revenue. AKA, I am speaking for the people lobbying for me right now, and right. I do not want the sales of our ABC stores to go down. Thank you, and I appreciate your time. <laughs> Now, Kevin, Kevin, I apologize to you, but this is exactly the kind of thing that makes us use your particular accent as a sign of stupidity. It's listening to these people. Dear Kevin, move. The end. <laughs> Love the PN. Love the rest of the world. Yeah, Kevin, you got to get out of that place. Are you even listening to me, Kevin? I'm trying to. I'm trying yeah. to be on your side. Right here, now, buddy. he's cleaning catfish that he just noodled from the <laughs> from the fucking river. Up the thing. Uh, okay. Thanks, uh, What else do we have here? Let's see. It gets uh, gets even better with... Uh, better? Oh, my God. It preacher. gets better. Yes, it does. It's a preacher. Let's, I'm going to save Mr. Holmes till last. So play Barry Fort. <laughs> oh, we. Uh, I think we lost. I dropped yeah. Kevin. Yeah, Justin okay. slammed the drop. Button. I don't see who else is on. BC Maui's back on three? BC Maui's back on three. Um, what does he want? Nothing. I don't want don't, BC Maui if he's drunk really of the know. week. Okay. Find still out what he wants. Who else you got? Still daylight there. Who's uh, one and four? on line one. And What does Brutat want? Nothing. Uh, NHC information and uh, Vern yeah, from was. South Carolina is on line four for Drunk of the Week. I like Vern just for the record. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Barry Fort. Barry huh? Fort. Another Democrat. Democrat. I want to hear the Republicans. They must so like far, off I the like hook. What's wrong with Barry Fort? Barry Fort doesn't want to play for me. He doesn't much to say for himself. Well, you're, you're not in his district. Chair recognizes the gentleman from Barber, Mr. Fort. Mr. Speaker, some of y'all here who, who oh, yeah. almost those days, those days, you remember back in the day? Did he just I'm say, some of y'all how? <laughs> some of y'all here know to hear the hotter. Has he been drinking? You know what? It, you know what I, I just realized what it, why I, I make fun yet. of this accent so much? I'm super jealous. <laughs> yeah, guy, I love it. This, this guy has two accents, awesome. yeah. you see. Yeah. 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 By the way, he's, he's, it sounds like he's going to break out into a, a mini the moocher in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Speaker, some of y'all here who, who was almost old days, old days, you know back in the days when <laughs> moonshine steel. Moonshine steel ain't going nowhere. They're still making making moonshine in my county. Uh, what's going to keep these folks from making moonshine in the house? It says nothing in this act permits the production of distilled liquors. Thank you. Thank Two you, Mr. Carlos Speaker. Two Carlos was a teenager, and, and some of them was, was school children. They, you know, and they was out at the Waffle House, and half of them were drunk. I said... I said, what y'all doing out this time on? I said, all the, all the nightclubs is... They said, no, we ain't been to the nightclub. We've been to a, to a house party where they got drunk at somebody's house. Now, you talking about, you talking about some drunk folk. You start, you start letting folks do this at the house. Delegation here. They let's vote against this. Now, can you imagine what happened? Here, what happened. Here, let me tell you what happened. First of all, you have a house party. And then you have a house party that brewing beer at the house. You put house party, house beer at the same place. You got a real bad situation. Right? People get drunk. They, they driving in the car getting drunk at how about? Yeah, how about? 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 Ain't no good. What what you do? I said the club. I said how about? Huh? The club all closed. Got to go to how? Now, club clothes, how about? How about? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I want Eddie Murphy to be like, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It does sound, it's fake. It's it sounds like a joke. Fake. These yeah. clips aren't real, Moscow. It's Moscow's. from SNL. You got me. Yeah. It's got amazing. Me. No, it's too funny to be from SNL. Yeah, this is this is Congress. This is the, this is the floor of Congress. It's Alabama, too. Who, who ate all the pies in the chat? It's like, and these people run a state? Right. Well, not barely. 
<laughs> Which part? The state? So well, yeah. There's, there's this thing in, in rhetoric where you, you actually have to make argument B move along, or sorry, argument A move along to argument B. Right. And if you jump from argument A over to, if there's no association, if there's a relationship in between, it's actually not rhetoric. They're just things that you say. Yep. They're things like, like JP uh, is nice. I have a house. The yeah. two are completely unrelated. It's a non sequitur. And so, so you get so so to get from point A to point B, you generally use rhetoric rhetoric that connects it and right. makes the person go. And by the way, it's also used as even if they if they don't make sense, if you're real good at it, you make them make sense so that the so that the person on the other side of the argument goes, huh? It's kind of like I what hadn't we do with radio. I hadn't thought about that. Right. Yeah. But these don't even they don't even make sense. It's it's like the guy from Montreal who wrote us that email. His shit made no fucking sense. This makes no sense. This is the. the I gotta hear more of this guy. Well, and it, he basically, the dude made the argument basically for outlawing houses. <laughs> he basically just said right, we should fucking outlaw sense. house. How? How's it? Home. That does make more sense. Yeah. Hi, you, you can't have a how potty. Oh, speak. Hey, what's up? Hey, are you listening? Oh, to hey, this? Terrence, you can, you can translate for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, because Terrence here. is from Alabama. Yeah. yeah. We don't need the more alcohol in, 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 uh, in Alabama. You don't want your child at a at a party. Our children are already getting a, getting a hotel enough alcohol. I'm gonna ask everybody to vote against this bill. Now you gotta vote alcohol. against that bill because alcohol. it also means more how party, more how party, more how beer. Yeah, and more more how beer means more how alcohol. What the fuck does one have to do with malt the other? Liquor? Well, yeah, I have. Good. <laughs> this guy makes but, no... Well, then who, I would think that he would want it. Who <laughs> votes for this guy? Who Sorry, voted Aaron. for this asshole? Right. Guys are du- he can't even say the word alcohol or house. He can say the word children like six times. You know what you're children? Is it children? It's children. Yeah, he's talking about house parties and teenagers in school, and this is about adults brewing beer. It let's, makes, no, well, makes no sense. And this is what I love about the it. The bill says adults. Let's be honest. He doesn't want to have another cross burned in his front yard. He's going to do whatever wow. the other white guy says. <laughs> whatever the wow. other white guy says. I don't know. That's a non sequitur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and other things. Lemons. Sorry, Terrence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lemons and strawberries up the face. It's actually, it's just, it's, it's really incredible for me. that um, that the homebrew bill is actually, they're actually now voting about prohibition again. They didn't even hear what he read in the bill. They're clearly voting for whether or not alcohol Agaha. should be legal. I mean, that's, yeah. all the arguments yeah. are about alcohol Agaha. and, and whether or not it should be illegal. Right. Uh, none of it is, is, it's incredible. It's retarded. There's a lot of real dumb people in this car. We're making farming. a lot of money being stupid Are idiots. These guys from dry counties. Or okay. We're, by the way, of all the clips we have, three of them are Democrats. I know. And one's amazing. a Republican. Their mom's womb. What else you got? What do you want to play? So, so this is a, a brief one, just so you guys can hear the key in the the key words that they use. They use children. Give me a, a name. Lot. Give me a name. Kurt Wallace. All right. All right. So Kurt Wallace is the Republican from Chilton, Alabama. Sure recognizes the gentleman from Chilton, Mr. Wallace. You know, the thing about this deal that really scares me the most is our children. <laughs> and when you have a bunch of children in there... Please pull that clip. Oh, it sounds like George Bush. Let's, let's drop that all day long. George Bush. The children. And, and kids, I think what you're going to see is a lot of young young people who's going to show up for school drunk and who's going to have uh, these parties, these binge parties, what they call it. How party? You have a bunch of kids with alcohol poisoning. 
and that just scares the devil out of me. Well, from uh, a responsible, well, I, I guess, I, I, I guess to make that argument, there are probably are no responsible adults in Alabama. But uh, from their dad brewing beer, right. they're going to have alcohol poison, alcohol poisoning. I just talking wanna, about four loco. I just want to point uh, out, yeah. Can you not buy alcohol about. there? I mean, you can. There's, I think, exactly. there's a lot of. I think there might be dry yeah, ABC stores, Alabama, but they're That's ABC stores. Yeah. yeah, can't be losing the money. So ABC store. The government <laughs> sells alcohol there. Yeah. And kids. I just want to point out that, that. Um, when homebrewing was legal when I was a kid in California, you know, still legal. It was, it was legal then too. I showed up at school drunk a lot. <laughs> on homebrew, Justin? On homebrew, right? <laughs> a lot. I mean, I was always drunk. Were you homebrewing? Uh, but I bought it at the liquor store. See? The what? At the ABC store. Ever since I, before I go high, I got alcohol in a club. I would eat a half hot egg and yeah. a club of clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people that I met, one of the things that turned me in favor of trying to help them with this bill was the fact that these people were representatives of our community. They coached kids in ball. They went to church. These these are people who are engineers and people who have... And like beer? That's impossible. Terrence, is it possible to go to church and like beer? No. See? No. I knew he was well, a liar. Shut that down. This is poor, this is poor Mr. McCutcheon trying to... You respond, know, defend yeah. himself, and yeah, right. you know, I, I feel for him, but he, he was sort of spineless. He's, well, he's he, unarmed, I think. He he's unarmed, right? Yes, and he doesn't mm. understand it either. It sounds to me like it, so a bunch of his constituents came up to him, and, and, it, and it was important to them, and he it's it, possibly a re-election year for the guy, and he thought, okay, I'll support it, but he didn't arm himself right. with any real information. Exactly, he and, needs some homebrew people to take him out for some beer, yeah. or, show him the way to, you know, or just one person that's not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be really easy to get a cush job. Uh, in not the state of idiot. Alabama in the in politics because mm. all you have to do is be like we're not talking about house parties and, and hard alcohol we're talking about I call bullshit how like how beer. beer I thought you said helicopter and I like that I like where you're going with that in the comedy in our state and I know it's hard for us to grasp our hands around beer and, and alcohol because of the stigma that's put on it but at the end of the day, it's truly an art. I mean, they get excited about figuring out what temperature can brew a certain beverage, and it, it's it's nothing like what we're what we might could expect it to be with the stigma that we have with alcohol. Did he say Mike could? Mike could well, expect it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's on his heels he's right trying. here. Did you yeah. see he's there trying. where he has been talking to homebrewers? You saw he he's talked about yeah. temperature. He's trying. Like he's trying. Yeah. He's 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 been in some circle there. Like, so. But I, this is where I'm real jealous about the accent. Uh, more importantly, is because if I say things like Mike could, which is real fun to do is try it just try it in a sentence everybody like uh, oh I might could go for another beer right now if <laughs> I say that pretty good if I say that I just look like an idiot but yeah. if he says it it sounds real cool yeah. I might could be trying to say that all uh, speak that all the time see yeah. it works we need this guy on the internet today for, for an underage kid to get alcohol he's got to have somebody get it for him yes. this is going to say I don't need anybody to get it for me I just need to get an adult who I can convince to make it for me and I got oh, all yeah. the fruit. <laughs> Oh, no that's oh, all yeah. you need to it's do. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it only takes yeah. about 10 minutes, right? Yeah, I'm lucky I can get homebrewers to make beer for me. Never did <laughs> some guy, dad, please yeah. make me some beer. Come on. Okay, let's 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 just Funny. let's move along to Alvin Holmes. This Hang is, on. He's all right, while we're, let me listen. Uh, we got Ribbity Rob on the line, who's also from Alabama. Ribbity Rob, uh, what do you think about this legislation, man? Ribbity Rob's from Seattle. He's telling me hey, Alabama right here. Where's Brett? No, Bevo's He's telling me. He's from Alabama, Alabama, but he lives in Seattle. No, exactly. That's what he told me. Ribbity. You there? Originally. Yeah, hey, what's up? What's up, man? Not much. Just uh, getting hammered on a Sunday. Uh, you're from Alabama, right? I am from Alabama, no. and I listened to the whole debate. It's about an hour and 15 minutes of it. Yeah. And 
I am completely embarrassed of this whole thing. Right. As you should be. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. And, I mean, even, I, you know, I'm from Alabama. I get the stupidity from that area. But this honestly blew my fucking mind. Yeah. It, does, it, does this happen a lot with other bills, too? Or is it just this particular uh, subject? Well, this one oh. particularly caught my interest. Um just because I know some homebrews in Alabama, and man, some of the best beer I've ever had from uh, from homebrew in Alabama. And it, I mean, even I think the part that gets me the most is the guy that's presenting the bill. He, I don't think he did a very good job of standing up for himself. Right. And yeah. kind of, I mean, I know he's a you know so battle, but at the same time. He didn't really present any information that would um, make them change their minds. Are you calling and, me from uh, your treadmill right now, Ribbity Rob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Are you calling me from your treadmill right now? You on a treadmill? Are you running? You're out of breath. On treadmill. I am not on treadmill. Are you smoking doobies? Well, or something? You're out yeah. of breath. Maybe you should be, Tubby. How about that? <laughs> I'm fucking fired up. Tubby, yeah. I'm like 130 pounds, motherfucker. Yeah, and what? Fucking two foot one? Fatty? Start running in place two right for now. One. All right, you two. My dick's two for one. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Snap. I don't know what that means. All right, do you want to put down your drunk of, the, uh, drunk of the Week resume real quick, too? Uh, right here? <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, let's see. Probably about five pints of uh, homebrew. Liar. S- suck it, PJ. Um, let's see, I've had five Twilights, a... New Belgium Super Crew uh, Bomber wow. and a 12-ounce Bigfoot Barley Wine. All right. That's a pretty good resume, man. Uh, okay, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week, and I'm sorry about Alabama. Yeah. The whole state. Yeah, I'm sorry, too. All right. Cheers, man. Uh, okay, what else do you want me to listen to, Moscow? Yeah, let's let's just go to Alvin Holmes. He's my favorite. Okay. He's, the He's basically a recognizes the gentleman. Alvin Holmes is the Democrat from Montgomery. From Montgomery, Mr. Holmes. Uh, Mr. Holmes is a big cutchin. The via we we said. Did he just get his name wrong? <laughs> he screwed up yes. his name. And then the guy corrected his he name. He tried to correct him. And then Holmes just blew right past he him. Give a fuck. I think they're drinking. Holmes. I think so. Yeah. Holmes in particular. In the- yeah, pa. Yeah. Hair pie. Yeah, but the way you say house party yeah. is by saying hair pie. Yeah. Without the, uh, ha- I can go hair pie. Hair pie. Yeah. I'm not pie. good enough. Yeah, well, oh, I gotta hear sorry, it. No. Yeah, because he, 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 he couldn't get a syllable out without screwing something up. It's literally the first syllable. He fucked up the guy's name. Uh, in their defense, consonants are not uh, really part of vocab. You know, it's, it's not well, part of the speech pattern. Well, with eight teeth, it's hard. <laughs> consonants are difficult. One from Montgomery, Mr. Holmes. Uh, Mr. Hutch is a dick cutchin. The via we we said it now not good enough. I'm pretty sure he just said that? the the beer we selling now not good, good enough. enough. Yeah. Not and, good enough. It's in the form of a question. Like I'm I'm fine with Bud. Why are Why are you not? You know the simple answer to that question from uh, from no. Hutchins. Hutchins should have been no. No. The not. beer we're selling right now is not good enough. Well, no, not well, just no. That. It shouldn't. They, have they, been. they might give. They might have good beer, but it is not good not enough, enough for homebrewers. Not the reason we homebrew is we want more. We want what we want. We want to do it ourselves. So the really easy answer to that is no. Nope. It is not good enough. You know, but I don't think that's what answer he's going to give. 
it's probably going to say, well, I didn't think about that. We do sell beer. I guess you're right. If they wanted to just go out and just buy the beer you can buy at the store, they wouldn't invest two or $300 in these <laughs> brewing processes. They get into the temperature and the type of grain, and it, it, and it is, in a sense, a, a hobby or an art to them more than just drinking beer. How are you going to make it in your home if you don't have the facility to make sure it's healthy? Oh. They can make a 100 gallons of wine a year. Here's where he becomes a preacher. 100 gallons of beer. <laughs> What's a 100? Oh, no. I think it's a new uh, it's like car. A hectoliter or something. <laughs> that was I me think, playing the organ in case you didn't know. I think the problem here is that they're holding this uh, in uh, a line at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one right. can understand a fucking word. Right. Everyone's waiting for extra sauce. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Who yeah. is that, by the way? It's they the just people th- going, praise Jesus. Who, who? They like this yeah, guy. Hooting. They like homes, don't they? Well, you know, who doesn't? I'm the hundred gallons of cider. Yeah. What is M-E-A-D? Need. What is that? Need is a is a beverage that's similar to beer, only it's it's made... <laughs> What what the hell is that? M-E-A-D. It's made? Well, this whole speech, it, it actually sounds like they're at the old Arsenio Hall show set, where everyone's like, Yeah, it's done. Oh, you get him! It's Jerry him. Springer, I think. Oh, yeah. Why, mate? Wouldn't you be embarrassed if you didn't know what it was? Like, wouldn't you be sort of self-conscious? Not, oh, not... no one looked at this bill. No yeah. one did no any one. reason. No one looked. Well, no, because what, they can't what read. What is that? I didn't realize he was talking about Mead when he said M-E-A-D. I figured it was an acronym for some bullshit. What I, like, I don't even know what that means, man. It sounded to me like C-O-C-A-N-E. <laughs> Mead. Mead. What, like C-R-A-C-K? Yeah. What, do you go to HAPA? Well, I think he's he thought M-E-A-D stand for men excited about dicks. So, and you know how, you know how <laughs> right. Alabama gets real concerned about that. Yeah. So. I told you, uh. first the homebrew, then the Vaseline. Mead. <laughs> Man, yeah. excited about dicks, ain't it? Yeah. How party and dicks? How party dick? Dick how party? It' gonna be a big old how dick party, yeah. ain't it? Yo, yo, a dick? Yeah, how? Yeah, party? Yeah, dick how party? Dick how party? Gateway drug to gay? Your yeah. house gonna be shaped like a It's a gateway drug. Yeah, it's a gateway. Gateway drug. Gateway drug. Homebro. Homebro jail. Gateway. Made. From honey. You know when Israel had sin, what? And God was oh. trying to decide. Who we gonna send down to save the earth? They was round. Somebody had had suggested that he sent Abraham. He told Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, not his wife. Then said, "No, he can't send Noah." Said Noah was a little 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 wino. Hey, <laughs> hey, little white cracker wino. <laughs> Noah was a wino. <laughs> well, I guess only that a drunk, was... only a drunk would try to get two of every fucking animal in the world, right? It's true. I'm, look, I'm gonna get fucking snakes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna get giraffes and lions right. and dogs and put them all together in the same place. Well, not that it even makes sense now, but that was a hell of a long way to go to get to Noah being a wino. Right. What, the, what was the rest of it before it? What did it even yeah. talk about? Floating hapa. Now listen. I want you to know, first the earth cooled, and then there were dinosaurs. And then Noah was a fucking wino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a weird transition. In- invoking yeah. some vague biblical sounding yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The reason for the Bible. Yeah, the well, if you're going to gonna throw that out, can we talk about Jesus turning water into wine? No, you better not do that, yeah. you blasphemer. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm real curious to find out what it means that Noah was a wino. <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> Let's see how it relates to the homebrew bill.
Her dad sunk skin. You ain't heard about Noah was a, was a wine oak. No. Yeah. Yeah. How you? Well, yeah, yeah. The, the one guy, the the representative brought up the bill, Hutchins or whatever, goes goes. I didn't hear that in yeah. Sunday school. You did. This guy goes. You did. You hear about that? Yeah. 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 Trust me. That, that's the evidence, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Really? Where else, was that? Well, yeah. Let's see what he's. Let's see what else he says. Right. Don't keep the kids becoming wine olds. When I have a cocktail, I drank Chevy's Regals. But you think I was drinking something that was made at somebody's house? Chevy's Regals is stamped and approved by the oh, yeah. government agency that says this is. I can't. Yeah. I can't do Wait, it. Man, you won't make it. Go back. Go back. That's the best part. <laughs> I will. I'll go back. Bad. I gotta, I didn't so go back good. to the whole thing. I want to know. Now, that's when just I had, it's healthy. When I leave the bar, when I leave the club, <laughs> I have my Chevy Regal. It is stamped and approved <laughs> by the government. By government, it's healthy. By this here, God bless it, Alabama government agency. Ugh. Let you know. But I have. A I mean, I want to hear about the kids. Never heard that in Sunshine. You ain't heard about Noah was a, was a wine oak. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How you gonna keep the kids becoming wine oak? I don't know. But I have a cocktail. I drank Chevy's Regal. Oh. But you think I'll drink something that was made at somebody's house? <laughs> Chevy's Regal is stamped and approved by the government agency that said this is. Healthy man, oh, you gonna wow. make everybody up there wine over. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? No, I don't. Oh, no, I, I, that's a good point. I, 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 I only give him. I don't give him Chevy's regular. Like, yeah. Now this is where uh, uh, like Mr. McCutcheon. McCutcheon really blows it. Yeah, okay, yeah. really. Right. He yeah. really does. Here's invitation. his chance. Here's his chance to slap. Oh, it's his yeah. chance to just to just right. go. You know, listen, Mr. Chevy's Regal. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not making any sense. Chevy Regals. Sorry, <laughs> it's a plural. But you're just—you're not even making any sense. One doesn't have anything to do with the other, but he doesn't. Listen to what happens here. Man, you gonna make everybody up there wine old. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Well, I—I'm not gonna do it to my children. Would you make beer uh, in your house? No, you wouldn't do it. No. Yeah. So they're all trying to get along. It seems like to yeah. me, he should have busted their balls. This is where he really blew. Yeah. Would you make now? Even if his answer is, "Well, I'm not going to brew beer in my house," it should go on to say, "No." Because I'm not a home brewer, right. and I'm not interested in this hobby. But right. what I'm telling you is that the people that are interested in this hobby would love to brew beer in their house because it's a it's a science, and it's an art, and it's a hobby. So if you're asking me, am I going to brew, the honest answer is no, but not because I have anything against it, and not because I'm worried about my kid getting a Chevy Regal after the club. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I drink I drink Chevy Regal, and Chevy Regal is healthy. Is healthy. And oh, it held it. It held it. Listen, now out there in the West. It's approved. Too. Out there in California, they got the Jamba Jew. I don't know if you've seen that. The Jamba Jew is a fruit <laughs> drink. But out here we have Healthy Chevy Regal. Yeah. We have a healthy drink. <laughs> healthy drink. It's a sun and stamp and steel by the state of Alabama. It's Chevy Regal. I thought, I thought Chevy Regal was a town car. <laughs> That's a Buick Regal. Yeah. Oh, right. Buick no, you Regal. got all wrong. When I go to party, when I go pa at how. My house party, yeah. maybe maybe Thanksgiving, yeah. maybe a creamy. I don't know, maybe a ear. <laughs> <laughs> I ear. drink Chevy Regals because Chevy Regals it made in somebody high, yeah. and it made in no somebody bad hood. It held it, it held it, held it. And this is what people people vote me, people vote me to say this for them. They like, I don't want to like them. They want to say this. I just said I'm in the pressure for Yeah, bruh, Reverend, that's what. No decent person would make wine and beer 
in the home no. around the children. Why no. would they? Well, how are these people at home going to make it? How are they going to make a determination of what the contents of it is? Whether well, well, math. You, you test things. <laughs> well, see, again. Don't talk to me about math. math. Now, say to Alabama, don't outlaw math years ago. <laughs> One next time. One first of all, one thing you say, you say, oh, you know maps, you know all the maps, right? <laughs> and then, and then I ask you a question, and you can answer it. You witch. You a witch. <laughs> you goddamn witch. You we goddamn know. witch. We and we've been through this. Yeah. If you float, you ain't no you. You witch. You witch. If you sink, you ain't no witch. Math. Talk to me about math. Super math. First of all, nowhere to read. I don't read. I don't read. I don't do math. I don't do maps. I ain't no witch. I can't speak. I can't. But I drink Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Shit stamp. Math ain't stamp. 16 Reading point, ain't stamp. 20 point, 50 point, or 80 point. You got to be scientifically trained to de- uh, determine that. You got to have gone to school. Yeah. You know half of Alabama ain't going to school. No. Everybody homeschooled by everybody else homeschooled. <laughs> now you want Megan wine. Yeah. Hey, you try to tell about homebrew in the bathtub, and now you talk about math and shit. Get your facts straight. What you want to do? These people going to be able to tell what's the the content? And the uh, gentleman's time has expired. No, I wish it too had. bad. Oh, On the fucking floor right there. That was, wow. He had some gems in him, I think. What that guy's know. good. So after this intelligent and concise debating, <laughs> what happened... Uh, to the bill. Oh, you got the results. Yeah. All right, the clerk will lock machine, record the vote, 28 eyes, 45 nays, and House Bill 266 fails. For the third year in a row. Wow. wow. Wasn't even close. Not even close? No. Just leave the state. Hallelujah. Let's all go out and get the Chevrolet. We beat that demon bill. <sighs> no, it's a wino. I don't understand how you can listen to that guy talk and not just... Laugh, right? Just laugh. Or yeah. just like even yeah. get anything out just because your jaw is dropped. Right. Well, I, you know, I'm going to talk to Gary this week at NHC, and I'm going to say, look, next time you guys want to waste a bunch of time and effort trying to get that bill passed, in yeah. half, pa, half. <laughs> just spend it on getting people who want to leave. It's like sending the Jews back to Israel. Get them out the fuck out of Alabama. People who can't afford to leave and want home to leave. Let, yes. Raise get, money get for the an exodus. I see and what get you them place, out of I'll, Alabama I'll and let that program. whole yeah. place just kind of burn to the ground. The great Alabama homebrewer exodus. Jesus. I, <laughs> bet you, I bet you you can't talk to Gary without him getting real, real pissed about this whole thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one vein in oh, his shaved man. head will come out and grab you. <laughs> I want to do a live radio show from the next time this bill is... It, pass, it goes to the house every year now. Yeah. So I would really love... It. Moscow, get to work on it. See if we can actually set up outside the court. Listener rally. And by the way, at higher security also, because it's right. not going to go well. I don't know how I'm supposed to communicate with them. Like, I will... Do they have an email? I you, doubt it. Just send me, <laughs> Chad, <laughs> and Terrence. Pigeon. To, Carrier to, pigeon. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. That... Oh, what uh, a hoot. That was a hoot. That's, well, it, it's just, you know... That was government, everybody. Well, and, you know, a lot of people Incredible. who live outside of the U.S. are going, oh, you know, so much of a free society, blah, blah. Fuck you. He was... They were elected. If you like him or not, yeah. it doesn't matter what the fuck he says. He was elected by these idiots. So it's not this person. He's an idiot, but he's just one fraction of the idiots in that state. Yeah. So it's not like someone just put him up there. He just forced him his way into the house. He was put there by... He was put there. People. Yeah. By a majority vote. Apparently. And I'm surprised they had a machine. I wonder what it was, like a bingo ball roller thing? <laughs> that's what, they, yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? they voted. Yeah, it was more of a dartboard, I think. Bitty, 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 bitty. Your vote is up. Bitty, 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 bitty. What line's Kevin on, Beef? Kev- uh, Kevin's on Kevin's the line. On line. 
I don't know. I sent, just sent it to you. Hold yeah, on. you said Kevin's back on the line. Oh, and yeah. then the second line says, sorry, Kevin is on line three. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, what's happening? Hey, Kevin. Hey, it sounds like I just got tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you voting on being a hat? Yeah. You, bo- you having your half party tonight? How are your children? Half party. Chevrolet. You know where you have party in Chevrolet? What's up, Kevin? What do you have to say? Hello, this is Kevin from Northern Alabama. Oh, oh. hey, Kevin. Uh, what do you have to say? I have to say that I feel like I'm behind the hops iron curtain. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. You are, man. No, you're I can't disclose my location. I can't disclose my recipes. I can't disclose my beer. Well, but the more important thing is how are you going to prevent your kids from having a how potty? How potty? And become a wino. Bootlegger. Are your kids winos? Are your kids winos? Bootlegging. I don't have any kids yet. But they will be But if I had kids in this state, I think the state's doing a more than excellent job of keeping them from being winos. You sound like the same state Bevo was in when she had a kid. Fat? Drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm about, I don't know, six packs to the wind. (laughs) I've lost count. I've got a lot of bottle caps and bottles here, but... This is like Emo Phillips' younger brother right here. <laughs> it is. It's like Emo's Alabama <laughs> yeah. distant cousin. I, yeah, Fred I'm in the part Phillips. of Alabama that was most likely to join Tennessee. Right. All right. Uh, I want to go to how party. We already got Kevin's resume, right? Yeah. Me. No. I have Ribbity Rob and uh, Bill from Hawaii. Kevin, you're calling for Drunk of the Week, too, right? On illegal homebrew out there oh. in the house? Yeah, I'm calling for drugs of the week and for oppressed home ruler of the week. I, he just he just pulled it's the oppressed card. It's a freaking felony in this state, man. I feel like I'm is behind the iron curtain. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's it a really felony. felony. It, I think it is. Wow. The state of Alabama. No, felonies by the government, pro- right? They prosecute the on the distillation mm. rules. I don't know, but oh. the distillation rules are a felony. Not a misdemeanor, not anything else. Now I got the so biggest if got bootlegger. Everything in your house that will that produce bigger damn bootlegger felony. <laughs> All right, all right, we're not listening. What's the what's oh, your uh, what's your what's your resume? Your beer resume? What's my resume? I've had three glasses of straight to Have ale. I? Straight to ale. Local home brewers make good. I'm also proficient in Microsoft three, Excel, three, and I type a hundred words a minute. I've had three pints of straight to ale Kolsch. I've had, I've got to go through the box, straight the, the bottle Kolsch. list here. Yeah, I've yeah. had a hazen infused. I've had at least so one bottle of true. a celebration clone. I've had an IPA from Ann's. That's Jimmy Peterson. I I haven't seen him since third grade. And I I went up to him and I I slapped him on the back and said, How's it going, you old moron? You you drunken reprobate. Exactly like you remember. And I knocked him down. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I've had an India pale ale from Avery. I've had a third old And I've had two... If that's Jimmy Peterson, he would have grown up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sounds exactly like it. uh, Good resume. You are now in the running for drunk of the week, Kevin. Thanks, brother. And I apologize about your state legislature. It's a rough place to be. It's rough behind the curtain right now. Okay, Uh, Brett from uh, Alabama is on the line. Wants to uh, bitch about a state. Brett, what's happening? 
What's up, man? How are you, man? Hey, Brett was on last week. Uh, I'm not calling in for Drunk of the Week. I'm just calling in to bitch real quick. Yeah, tell us about this situation. What do you What do you think? Ah, uh, man, I'm I I'm just I'm sorry about my state to the rest of the <laughs> union. I mean, thank God we're not in Mississippi, but. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, well, you got that in. That's the other one guys. thing Alabama has. <laughs> it's well, not Mississippi. You know, we ain't Mississippi. It says it on their license plates. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> their <laughs> state motto. Well, we're not Mississippi. We're, uh, I mean, Auburn University is in the early stages of starting a brewing program, but I mean, I don't really know how that's going to work out. I mean, since it's illegal, you know, right. homebrewing is illegal, still going to be illegal, but. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you didn't vote for any of these idiots, did you, Brett? No, I'm a felon. Well, I don't no, vote. no, no. Uh, I, our, our representative in Auburn's, you know, was uh, was cool with it. But the the scary thing is, like Laird, you know, that guy. I know where that guy's from. He like his the his uh, his town is like a suburb of a trailer park. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Does it live outside? Yeah. It's it's like yeah. it's the park area, you know. It's under the swing set. Alan, the community area. The guy from Montgomery, like, is a professor. You know, like, that's, that's scary shit. That is scary yeah, yeah, shit. Right. Now, that let me ask anymore. you this. I kind of have a serious question because it... It's 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 kind of infuriate, uh, infuriating. I mean, aren't you? Do you get real angry when you hear this in your about your own state's legislator? Legislature? Not really. I mean, I've been here. I've been here my whole life, so I mean, it's not really surprising. But it's just you'd think that someone would have like showed up with a fact sheet, you know? Like, I mean, right? I, you know, I could have done a better job, you know, or you know, you know, my, I have like, you know, I have a slow cousin that could have showed up and done a better job. <laughs> I mean, but he couldn't, he couldn't figure out how to get out of how. By the way, a slow cousin in Alabama like hardly even speaks. I think <laughs> yeah. it's just it's really. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's like seventieth percentile here. But <laughs> that's a code word. For, that's a code word for your sister. But it's an excellent point that it, it really only it, it took a simple fact sheet. It was a, yeah. a three by five yeah. card worth of facts. Yeah. Could have done a better job yeah. than the, than that representative. Yeah. Literally, the card itself. You could have just placed the card in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like we talked about last week, you'd have to be in drawing. You know, they'd have to have an image. But <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, yeah. Now here, let but, me show you what a how how party over here, homebrewing <laughs> over here in picture. You have to show it in pictures. Can we, uh, mascot? Can you get these the other people who are arguing against the bill onto the show? I, mean, I would love oh, to talk yeah. to them. There's no way. They, you're kidding me. They, there's no way they Maybe. would agree to do this. Tell yeah. them what in the internet. Just I lie don't know to what them. The internet is. Just lie to them. Tell them that it's a Christian show. Just okay. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of. It's partly true. Bevo's a, just a good ambush Christian. Them. Let's have parents call. Well, we're in, oh. we're, we're, oh. we're a national media uh, thing. We right. should. Maybe they'd want to talk to us. We yeah. are a yeah. national media yeah. organization. We're the, but we're the voice of home brewing, right? Or, right. They should want to talk to us. They should Let's want try to it. Talk. Let's try it. I ain't talking to them. Moscow, either. you're on it. Bootleg network or whatever it is. <laughs> Bootleg network, yeah. Um, get the, get came, the sponsor on. Something came through. If if we do communicate with them, I feel like JP should talk to them in their own language. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You got the accent down, JP. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. They're just not going to understand what we're saying. There's a lot of they and they going on right now. We're really on the borderline of. Uh, what <laughs> you know what you want to say yeah that was the part that was the most insane to me i don't know brett you tell me if this is alabama wide but it was the the uh being proud of being ignorant like mead well i don't know what mead is like br- like he brett, was what, proud of it wouldn't yeah. you be embarrassed brett if you didn't know what yeah. something was and you were voting on it yeah i mean they didn't even read they didn't even get to like the third line when the guy was presenting the bill like it was like beer cider wine mead you know like they, they didn't, even, they didn't even have to finish the second page right <laughs> 
And that's that's yeah. true. The, I, I I think it's an excellent point that it, actually everybody tuned out yeah. as soon as he said beer, wine. You know, it, they just stopped listening there, yeah. and the rest of yeah. it was irrelevant. So how does yeah. how does the forty five states have it legal? Not say to them. You know what? Yeah. This might not be a big deal. And not just that. That is a fantastic point. Not just that. The fucking asswipe who... I mean, I'm sorry. He's an asswipe who presented the bill, who was on our side, apparently. Why didn't he bring that up? Why didn't he say, listen, guys, yeah. I just want to point out again, since you didn't hear it, that 45 other states say it's legal, and they're not out like fucking babies and, <laughs> and driving off cliffs because yeah. homebrew is legal. Well, and it, not only that, they're richer. Than us, right? The richers. <laughs> I mean, them in, other words, in other words, there's a ton of precedent that could have been brought up to show how it's worked. There's 45 yeah. states of precedent. But then I also feel like all all the other guy had to say was, "Yeah, but that's the North." Mm. Yeah, but you, <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's probably true. That's what have, right? You know, and everyone would go, "Well, he's yeah. right." That's a good point. That is no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's easy to blame blame the guy that's that's helping us out though. When, but you should really, really, we ought to rally behind the guy. You're right. He, he's for sure. Ass, he is putting his ass on the line. He is on the wrong side right. of that majority, yeah. and he is trying to help us out. So I mean, it, it it was not the strongest effort. He brought it a little weak, but we still should. Uh, I get. It. He was trying to help him. us out. He just has a real low IQ. Maybe <laughs> and, next year he could like sit down, have a little tutorial with somebody so he can know right. a little bit about what he's but trying like to present. Saying, he, he did. You know, he's, he was bringing up temperatures yeah, were important. Yeah, he's, sure. small he's just a bad like speaker. That. They got all these just, thermometers and grains yeah. and stuff. He's, yeah, he doesn't... He's, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but they get, they get real scientific. They got kettles <laughs> and fire. I don't know if you know it, but they got fire. Wait, wait, wait. They got fire. Fire. Now, now, see here, now, fire! You know what else you do with fire? You cook meth with fire! Yeah. <laughs> you can burn the house down with that. Moses was a meth head. <laughs> How many people are going to get burned in the ground? That's right. You know where else fire is? In hell. Satan's house. Satan has fire. Yeah. You want these guys to have fire? Yeah. You want to make beer on the devil's kettle? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ooh, the that KKK sounds, had fire. That sounds like a good heretic beer. Devil's oh kettle. Devil's kettle. Maybe. Yeah, not bad. Oh, um, so, supposedly, it's forty-five states, and then th- uh, three other states have it legal, but uh, under different variances of the law. Oh, okay, so it's technically f- like forty-eight states. Okay. Forty-eight. Yeah. Okay. All right, we feel sorry for you, Brett. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, well, thanks, I, man. Hopefully, the brewing program at Auburn University—I don't know—picks yeah. up and that does something. But hey, keep us up to date on that. Let us know if it goes if it if yeah. it starts up. And also, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> And, and, then, and then write and then write your state and tell them that you're leaving because they're idiots. Thank you. Yeah, I will. And they still have the post office in a couple of years. So. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, Brett. I appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Later. All right, there you go, Brett from Alabama. And uh, okay, we still don't even have a drink of the week yet. No, uh, but we have to take another break anyway. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take another uh, uh, quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little more about uh, this. But mostly, we'll do our drunk of the week phone calls. The phones seem to be working well, huh, Beef? I haven't screwed up too much yet. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing fine. The lines look full. Might have to go to six lines. It's so crazy. Sort of her boobs. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about this. Uh, Mostly we'll take Drunk of the Week calls and get ourselves out of here. It's the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need, right in your pocket. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of 7.5 and a clarity of brilliant, so that's a plus 8. I pour it. Sorry, looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus 10 versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks! Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-Alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the tongue splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. Urban Barrel Porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. More Beer is doing it again. It's June, and since More Beer is committed to bringing you the best value, they've already slashed hundreds of prices this year. Now, summer is finally here, and they're focused on draft equipment. You'll find new lower prices on keg parts, taps, towers, faucets, and more. And More Beer has awesome sale prices on complete kegging systems this month. And they're also bringing back an old friend, Scotty's, the new 2.5-gallon keg, along with some cool new draft swag. Join the June draft extravaganza only at More Beer and morebeer.com. The doctor says I'm living on precious borrowed time with all the to liquor, beer, and wine. The x ray 
stage. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back to the program, and thank you for sticking with us through it. We just got a couple things left to do here, and uh, then we're going to get out of here. Kevin is on, uh, Was it who's on line three that I'm supposed to take, Bevo? Somebody who's been waiting for a long time. Oh, we were playing. Who are we talking to? So, Kevin? Is it Kevin? Who was on three, Beav? Vern. Vern. Yeah. Hey, Vern, what's no going on, man? Yes, that's me. How are you, brother? I can barely hear you, but you're doing good. All right. Where are you, where are you calling in from, Vern? South Carolina. I picked the wrong night to fucking call from the South. <laughs> yeah, you did, man. Or you picked the perfect night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm from South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. All right. You calling in for Drunk of the Week or what? Damn straight I am. I've been off for about four or five years. I can't remember how long, but... Damn, y'all helped my brew, so I finally got a chance to call in. Oh, All right, man. Right, so I decided to do it. Thanks, how, brother. I'm glad how, you did. How many hot potty you got? Got any hot potty? Got any hot potty? How many what? Half pot. Half pot. Don't pretend you like you don't understand. You know what I said? Half pot with a chavarriga. Chavarriga half pot. No, y'all talking too south for me. We're just from South Carolina. We're not from Alabama. Yeah. He's like, you're talking with too low IQ for me. Uh, I do say good, sir. Uh, (laughs) All right. What do you have to drink, man? I started off, well, I hate, I know y'all hate the long stories. Yeah, all right. But uh, we came back from vacation. Sure. We came back from vacation vacation day, so I'm trying to clean out the cooler. Yeah. I like that. When you come home from vacation and you got a shitload of beer left, but there's no room in the fridge, so you just got to drink it to get it out of the cooler. Damn right. You got to keep it in the cooler. (laughs) Damn right. Right. So I've had, started off with a smutty nose IPA, and then I've drank about 13 uh, Sierra Nevadas. All right. And then I've 13. had. Did he just, wait a minute. Did he say 13? Yes, he said 13. 13. Shit. We'll never really know. Vern, hang on. Before you continue, because already, what size are you? How much you weigh, buddy? I'm about uh, 205. How tall? Uh, I'm about 5'10. Okay. Well, you're, you're a big guy. We're not that bad. I'm, I'm a big guy. guy. I'm not, a big guy. I'm not obese. I mean, when you say 13 Sierras, I'm thinking you're a fucking moose out there, but you're not that bad. Oh, I can back it up with a picture if you need it. (laughs) (laughs) You're all right. Don't worry about it, Vern. You can keep the picture. You're all cool. Yeah, you wouldn't want to see it, I'm sure. But then I had two uh, torpedoes. Yeah. And now the last one in there is a uh, safe fly. Uh, Shaffley? What I got here is a Schlafly. To communicate. Yeah. Actually, take, hey, hey. You are almost <laughs> obese, I tell you that. I am, you're right, JP. Yeah, you're being hey, nice, 29.4. 
Bevo. Huh? I mean, B- JP looked it up. What a dick. I looked up his BMI. What kind of index. man are you? You don't look up another man's BMI. You <laughs> no, let him slide a little bit. Yes. You eyeball it and you let him slide, I, JP. I can't eyeball it. Now this gives me a better idea of what the man looks like. Damn. Why is everything weight-related? Go back to Bevo. Oh, sorry. That was, yeah, that that was, was a Freudian slip. That was a Freudian slip, Bevo. My fault. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> My fault. My fault. Yeah, fuck Freud. Uh, all right. Well, Vern, that's a hell of a resume, man. Well, it's it's pretty good. What? <laughs> I mean, it, it don't match it up phone. to last night. <laughs> <laughs> now, does your does your wife drink homebrew with you? She she like my last homebrew, my last wheat beer. Yeah. But other than that, not really. Uh-oh. No, she's more of a wine and. Uh oh. Hard liquor person. Shiveriga. And hard liquor. Shiveriga. Shiveriga. You know, Vern's wife was a wino. Hard liquor, baby. What does she like to drink? What's her liquor? Her liquor is... God, that sounds so fucking southern. It's Southern Comfort. It's Southern, well, southern comfort. comfort, baby. Yeah, yeah. Should have given us a chance to guess. I mean, she only like it when we fishing. But she like it. right. <laughs> and we fish every day. We take a fish back to the house. Have a pie. Have a pie. Uh, His accent sounds exactly like my grandfather from northern Alabama. Oh, is that right? Uh, exactly. No, 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 no. That's uh, not northern, northern Alabama uh, accent. No? No, that's no, South Carolina. That's Carolina. Yeah, that's right, which is much better, I'm sure. <laughs> are you uh, Are you born and raised in South Carolina? Born and raised right here. Yeah. What do you do for a living, man? Right by the phone? I'm a structural engineer. A what? Structural. Oh, structural. Structural engineer. I heard scrotial. I heard scrotial, too. <laughs> if I'm balls. I'm a what are you? I thought you were a prostate doctor. <laughs> I'm a prostate. Underpants bridges. Yeah. I'm a scrotum plastic surgeon. Right. <laughs> right. So Dehair your ball sack. Sack lift. Well, the yeah. next time y'all ride through South Carolina, yeah. y'all can just think about the bridges I designed. Is that right? Perfect. <laughs> On Monday morning after this show. Damn right. Yeah. All right, Vern. Can, can I'm you glad name, you called in, man. Good sport. Can you name a bridge well, after us? JP is getting ready to say something. Let him talk. He's the best part of the Bruin Network. All right, All JP. Right. What do you got? Yeah. There you go. Now you like him. Oh, Vern's a fan. <laughs> Shit just happened. Uh, do I want to say something? Uh, I just want to know if he can name a bridge after us. I can, I can try. <laughs> See now, Vern, you, you 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 made me you know uh, hold up to a standard. Now you're like I'm the best. You're the best part. Say something. The only thing I had to say was some shitty comment about well, bridge. Well, you got to, well, if you ever ride through South Carolina, you just got. I might name it after the like the jalapeno <laughs> pepper bridge, but you know it's gonna be after you, the JP bridge. All right, baby, you tell me when and where, and the only time I will ride through South Carolina is to look at my name on a bridge. Come down to a watch. That sounds great. Are you sure? Are you sure you haven't been drinking mint juleps all night? <laughs> I was thinking and that every. Everything, everything on his resume he drank in the last 25 minutes, and it just hit him right then <laughs> during that session. Yeah. Basically, no, why? Because he called me the best part of the show? No, no, just oh. after that. He was still sober then. But just <laughs> after that, it was a train wreck. It was something like, Yes. <laughs> sounded like a guy on Fat Albert Mushmouth. Yeah, he did. All right, Vern. He was amazing. You are now high up in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. We love you, Vern. <laughs> 
All right, brother. Well, great. Well, before I go off, yeah. y'all help my beer immensely. I drank good beer now because of y'all. Well, Glad we could. Uh, Thanks, that's man. That's what I'm getting drunk off of. That a boy. That's yeah. what we like. <laughs> All right, Vern. Cheers, man. Later. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of listeners brewing good beer, just real quick, I need to give a shout out to uh, whoever brewed the. Uh, Belgian Dark Strong. No. Dark Strong? It's, uh, who is this? Don Blake. Don Blake. Is this the sour oh, beer? Oh, yeah, I'm Don Blake. I know yes. Don Blake. Yeah, I know Don Blake. Thanks. Sour Belgian Dark Strong, and I just passed around for guys rad. the smoked Imperial Porter. Oh, that's good. I follow Don Blake on Twitter. Is Munch still on line one, Beef? Why do you smoke? Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. I don't have Skype open. Um, hey, Munch, is this yeah, you? Yeah, it's still Munch. Hey, Munch. Turn your, turn your radio down, Munch. Yeah. Wow, he's got a lot of delay <laughs> back there. Wait, no, don't say anything. This is a good bit. He's I want to slow internet connection. Hey, Munch! What? Hey, buddy. <laughs> what do you want, Justin? I love that I have to yell every, right. every call. Well, I'm waiting to talk to you. I'm yeah. drunk. What? Work this time. You've been waiting a long time. See, Bevo, that, that oh. line's been on hold for a long time and it didn't hang up. Yeah, I don't know. All right. <laughs> good know good job, baby. Morning. I'm not blaming you. So, I'm just trying no. to sort this out yeah, this phone situation. All right, Munch, what's going on, man? test. Oh, drunk of the week! All right. I think he just said he's watching porn. I typed that. What uh, What exciting things can you do for us? What exciting things? Can you, well, can you shoot out your living room window? Wisconsin, so there's there's not too much except for you know like hanging out with cows. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you going hogging again or what? <laughs> no, we just tip them. Just mm. tip them there. All right. Yeah, the whole hogging is on on JP side. So no. What have you had to drink, man? We've had. Uh, Who's we? On this side, me and the cow. We don't get. We don't. We don't. We don't get much. So we, we've had a six pack of. Uh, oh, dead guy ale. That I paid thirteen ninety five for. Should be free. Should Ouch. be free. Greedy yeah. bastard. Where is oh, this yeah. dude? Yeah, where are you, call- Munch? Where are you calling from? We're calling from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So, oh, I would have thought. We're calling from. We're calling in the middle. You can't get it unless you go to the border in Minnesota. So we I get see. fucked. Uh, I see. Oh, okay. That's a bonus. Good thing homebrewing so, is legal. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. So then we got, uh, we bought the uh, summer Sam Ales. So we've got uh, the Colch from Sam Adams. Uh, yeah. I've had three of those. And then the uh, the Saison, the new Sam Adams on the summer pack on uh, Rustic Saison. Don't, don't they put spice or oh, something in their Kolsch? Sure. No yeah, some weird... On the Sam Adams thing? Not very good. They put something in it, right? <laughs> what? I think they put a spice really, in that Kolsch. The Does East-West Kolsch? Oh. Check that out. Check that out. Look at the Jasmine. Oh, that's Jasmine really good. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't good. I'm asking yeah. if they put a spice in it, which... Isn't very uh, spice in my culture. Which isn't very Kolsch like. Well, let me look. No, I don't think they did. I didn't. Oh. No, you know, with everything with Sam Adams, it's all about the hops, and so you're going to taste that no matter what. I see. All right. All right. So what else? Moving on. <laughs> I'm being told it's so a jasmine it's, flower. Thank you. It's been that, and then uh, a little bit of Jameson in between. <laughs> in between each one, uh, King James. Yep. Boom. Okay. <laughs> right. A lot of I'm finding out we had a lot of scotch and whiskey drinkers on this show. Sam Adams really sucks. Yeah, it is a jasmine flower. Jasmine flower. <laughs> jasmine sandback. Oh. See, our chat room is is a better research resource. Oh I think. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't drink it based on that. <clears throat> give me, like, give like me a, a Kolsch. Sorry, a Kolsch. Well, no, the new some the Sam Adams Summer's got a Kolsch in it. 
Oh, well, I'll have to try that then. There you go. That's the East-West Colch. Okay. Sam Adams, East-West Colch. Okay. Actually, it's pretty good. All right. No, I'm not saying why. I just didn't know what was in it. That's all. What else you got? How so beyond that, it's... <laughs> it's uh, doesn't look oh, like fuck. It's been it's been a couple home brews of uh, dark lager and uh, a couple of I had the uh... all right. Good enough. Munch is now in the running for drunk of the week. Yeah, he sounds yeah, real yeah, drunk yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. and uh, you're you're in the running, Munch. Okay. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Well, consider Thank you. you. All right, lady. Uh, okay, uh, what else we got here? Uh, Rhino is online too. Rhino, wow. what's going on, man? Oh, Rhino, you still with us, buddy? Passed out in the bathroom. All right. No, it wasn't Rhino. <laughs> He's gone, and it's uh, ZZ from San Diego. What's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Are we going to see you next week down at the, at the party or what? Good no. Job. Good job, B. Oh, man. Is he in a God of Davidian himself? Himself. <laughs> he That's is. fucking badass. That is kind of badass. This is his theme song. This is... Hey, I know I can't can't contend with uh, the other guys, so I figured oh, I had to do the uh, Inagata Davida. So. He's gonna do it to yourself. That <laughs> wow. was that was impressive. Yeah. You just got some points for that. Yeah, yeah, you're not many, but <laughs> sort of wood style kind of thing. Yeah. Are we gonna see you at the party next week? Oh hell yeah! Oh, uh, I got nice. the uh, I got a VIP ticket, so I'll be there. Nice, beautiful. And then are you going to the conference all week too? Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, you want to tell us what you've been drinking? No. Uh, I had uh, about three or four uh, stone IPAs and about, uh, I think I'm on six of my uh, my homebrews, my pale ale homebrews. But like I said, I know I'm not uh, anywhere near the other competition. <laughs> Tell us about that. That's that kind of a lot of beer. What's in that pale ale? What, what, you, how'd you make that? What hops? Let's try to uh, sync it up. Shit, I, I, I don't remember the uh, the recipe, but it's about five and a half, I think. Let's listen to this song. What else? <laughs> Come on, you got to own it if you want it. I got to own it. You got to tell us more about the beer. <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, you're trying to outdo my uh, uh He's giving it to you. He's giving it back to you. All right. Well, that's what you got then. All right, we're gonna bring. If you bring, you guys are listening, if you're bringing beer to the uh, National Brewers Conference, either remember or bring your recipe. Nothing pisses me off more <laughs> to be drinking somebody's home brewer. They don't know yeah. what's in it or when they made it or anything about it. It's a joke. Don't piss Papa Bear off. Don't make me mad. You're just Holy a joke. Shit. Fucking drunk of the week has to know the recipe. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new test. Instead of resumes, yeah, we should say, tell us the recipe of the last beer you brewed without <laughs> looking. That's our new drunk of the week yeah, test. What is this, a beer show? Yeah, uh, Miss the match temp. No way you can win. <laughs> All right, ZZ, you're in the running for drunk of the week. We'll see you next week, man. Thanks. All right, man. See you next week. Later. And our last call tonight, Thirsty Mallard from Houston. What's happening, Thirsty? Hey, Thirsty. Turn your radio down. Hello? Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Kill that radio and listen to us, will you? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, boys? How How are you? Doing Doing all right. How are you doing? Um, Me too. This weekend, so I was ranking a bit. Been drinking, calling in for drunk of the week. Then been drinking. Well, I 
planned on calling for drugs week, but all these competitions sounded pretty good, so I don't know. They are pretty good. I'm gotta... more just a uh, drinking guy of the week. You might just be drinking guy of the week. You're not coming down to NHC next week, are you? Shit, I wish. No, I got eight month old at home. I can't leave. I thought so. Yeah, you've popped out a bunch of babies recently, haven't you? Yeah, you don't want your children in NAC now, do you? You know, children. <laughs> I popped out, popped out one. Well, the wife popped out one baby. I think that's good enough. Oh. Right. Is yours? Uh, apparently. Oh, that's good. You should get that shit looks tested. Looks kind of like me. I've seen uh, some Jerry Springers that'll blow your balls back, dude. It looks kind of like me. He's yeah. black, but it looks kind of like me. Yeah. No. I, I get a tan sometimes. Right. All right, so you don't think you're... I mean, you, you sound pretty sober, so, you know. Uh, I'm a good sounding drunk, but I can give you the resume if it helps you. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear it real quick. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I, we just got some moose rolls and cans around here, so I've been drinking that. All right. Got some uh, Bridgeport, I don't know, their coffee beer, I don't know what the hell it's called. And then I was, uh, I pulled a Justin, I was supposed to bottle of mead tonight, and I just, I put the rack and cane in there, and I've just been filling up a cup every so long. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's got my vote. Yeah, right? I, I, Eventually I, it'll go into a bottle, but it, I just keep drinking it. My vote's done. Right. All right? That right. sounds good right. to me. He's following in your footsteps. So you must have been drunk <laughs> on the weekend, too. I love it. Just right out of the fucking car, boy. Forget it. The rest is just yeah, an extra pain in the It's been there six months. It's step. good enough. What am I going to do? Put in a bottle and then open it? Exactly. What's the difference? You're going for just another vessel of glass you know it's too much exactly. about the alcohol same thing yeah, the it's, safe, it's not cold but fuck it it works right beat chevarigo yeah that's all i got chevarigos not a healthy though <laughs> it, it can't be healthy hit it area Oh my God. I tell you, hearing all that Alabama talk makes you feel a lot better about living in Texas. It certainly does. You know, not, and not much does, but that's got to. Right. That's probably the <laughs> that's only right. thing. That and the ability to leave Texas makes you happy to live in Texas. Oh, JP, you know you love We love you. Why don't you love us? <laughs> we love you. We try so hard to love you, JP. I think it goes back to my raising as a child. I don't know. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> we can talk about it later. If you want. All right, Thirsty, you're in the oh. running, man. All right, thank you, bro. Thanks, brother. Later. <laughs> bro, bro. All right, and uh, there you have it. Oh. All right. There you go. Sorry, that was me, Bebo. I'm doing it, too. Uh, we have now, who do we have? Uh, we got Moscow. a bunch of them. We got Bill from Hawaii. We got Ribbity Rob, Vern from South Carolina, Kevin from Alabama, Thirsty Mallard, and uh, Munch from Wisconsin. I already got mine. Well, now I'm torn because I did just God give my damn. vote to Thirsty, but I sure did like Vern. Oh, Vern. Vern's my guy. 100%. Vern. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.
What? Oh, I gotta go. I well, got work to do. The good news is maybe it'll be early, and then you can go. He won't be any help anyway. Oh, yeah. Let's hope for a preemie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but believe um, me, Sam is less help to you than he is to me, and that's not right. saying a whole lot of anything. So I can't wait to make a bunch of really funny, uh, oh, uh, it's not Halloween yet, take off the baby's mask jokes. It's going to be real good. I'm going to start writing them now. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. All right. So Whatever. no Sam either, huh? No. That's too bad. We will not be there this year. Sorry. All right. So Vern's our drunk of the week? Did, did Vern, Vern. Does Vern yeah. get all four of Bevo's votes? You really give me four votes? That's stupid. Well, you got you yeah. got another couple of arms inside you. Yeah, I'm not, pushing, talking, I'm not talking about wieners this time. Yeah. I'm talking about the arms on the baby. Actual arms. Yeah. <laughs> so four votes yeah, for Vern. Vern. Hands down. So is almost my unanimously, Vern. Vern is our drunk of the week. Vern, good job. Okay, uh, we will see you next week. Did I do everything? Oh, you know what I didn't do is let you know that Beersmith is coming out. In fact, it might be out right now. I was told I it's it coming out, out uh, during NHC, but I think he put it out already. It's Beersmith 2.0, and uh, I think if you already own Beersmith, you get a free upgrade to it. But you can go to Beersmith.com and get a free 21-day trial. Uh, check out Beersmith 2.0. I know he's been working real hard on it. There's been a lot of studying going on, and he put out a lot of different beta tests to different homebrewers to tell them what was wrong with it. He was really intense about uh, finding the errors and figuring it out. So go to beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial of the best brewing software out there, and it'll, uh, you know, it looks great, it works great, it helps you do everything you need to do in your brew house to make yourself the best beer. Beersmith.com. And he's going to be uh, at the party and at NHC all week, too. So if you want to talk to Brad, find him. He'll probably be wearing a Beersmith shirt or something. You can go talk to him about the program if you got questions. I'm sure he's happy to uh, explain how it works. Great. And then uh, hopefully we'll get dude. to party with him a little bit at BNA6. I'd love so, to talk to him. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. I talked to him. He was, uh, you know, he does some different uh, podcast interviews too, like some video stuff too. Yeah. And so I got to talk to him about that. And um, uh, he's a lot smarter than I am. Mm. I don't know if that goes without saying. But uh, <laughs> Brad's a pretty smart dude. And so I, I'm pretty uh, confident about the future of Beersmith and different updates that he's going to be doing because he, he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's like his yeah. full time gig now. Yeah. Well, if he, well, if he does a video podcast, maybe we'll get him, give him the next exclusive. You're or a heretic. motherfucker, Chris. You and Jamil are both. Uh, <laughs> We're always there. looking for new uh, video podcasts to give you exclusives to, <laughs> right. just to screw over the VN. <laughs> new ways to stick it to us. All right, this heretic, by the way, is just awesome. Man. Oh, thanks man, for thanks for bringing it over. Tasty. Thank you. So get it at BNA six next week, and and also uh, the other heretic. Two heretic beers going to be pouring all week long, and oh. they launch at uh, BNA six. Right. Is that it, Moscow? Yeah, we're done. Okay. So we're off next Sunday, but you uh, you will find our club night broadcast airing. You'll find Brew Strong airing live from the National Homebrewers Conference during the week. You'll find Can You Brew It airing live along with uh, Mitch Steele sitting in and telling us which beer he thinks is cloned. Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing live video on justin.tv slash brewing network all week long. So that's you, you can we, we'll bring it to you as much as we possibly can. You get to watch all the action if you didn't make it down to the party. And uh, sign up for Twitter, because I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of weird stuff on Twitter. Good. Yeah, yeah I want you to do that. Just let yeah. people know what's happening. So, uh, twitter.com slash network, and then you can find out where we are and what we're doing. And uh, JP will probably insult you some way uh, over Twitter, too. Probably, just tell me where you live, and I'll, I'll make sure it happens. Right. Yeah. Can, he'll send you pictures of himself watching you sleep. Yeah. Don't forget, the next session is a Monday session. We're off next week, but the next session, oh. Monday. Oh, that's great. Monday. So we're off for two weeks? Really? I get two weekends off? You do. Oh, God damn it. What am I going to do with myself? That's rad. Yeah. JP will, just, will still be here, yeah. sitting in the chair, tweeting. Uh, hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready to work again. 
All right, good. Uh, thanks, everybody. Good job today. Thanks to Patrick Smith uh, from Loftus Farms. Do I have that right? Ranches. Ranches. Loftus Ranches. He did a great job today. Awesome we'll guy, get him man. back to, to talk more. Yeah. More hops. All right, everybody. Yep. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Love of that home crew can't get no